Welcome back to the Architect Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the year 4,721, Jay. Join as always as my co-host, the year 5,783, Z. How are you doing today, Z? Um, I'm doing all right, Jack. Yeah. It's, it's the new year, Jack. It's the new year. It's dawned. God bless. And, you know, frankly... Should we do, that, should we do the same thing I did last year where I talked about how it, it's cosmically insignificant or whatever? Hey, if you want to. No, it's all right. Perfect. I mean, I, you know what? Yeah, you know, I got a little problem with the new year's because what was wrong with the old one? Yeah, I, I think it a couple. I think that's it, what I mean. And like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Twenty twenty two is all right. You know, I saw people being like, "Thanks twenty twenty two for being slightly better than twenty twenty one," and it just got me thinking. Like, has anyone ever been like, "What a good year"? Never. I don't think ever, ever. And like, the past to be fair, past couple years there's been some particular cause for that. But I feel like my entire life, as long as I've been old enough to be like notice those. Aware of yourself. To be aware of that type of stuff, of like internet people making those jokes and things. I think they've only ever been opposed to the to the year. Yeah, so. Previous, they're like, oh, thank God that one's gone. Time for I don't know. a good one. It feels like you spend your whole life waiting for the good year. Maybe yeah. you enjoy the years you've got, you know? Instead of being like, I bet the next year will be all right. Screw this one. And, you know, sometimes I always think, and I said this during certain events that have happened in the last couple of years, you don't know how bad things got. You know, there were years where there was the Cold War, you know, yeah, the Cuban Missile War. Crisis. That was pretty bad. That was the pre- Second World War. That was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. That was no mm-hmm. good, especially for the people in the war. Yeah, I'd say so. So, like, the First World War. It's all perspective, isn't it? The Jack? fall of Troy. That wasn't a great year. <laughs> yeah, sure. Those Trojans. Yeah. Jack, here. Would you like to do a nice Mountain Dew New Year's toast? Of course. With the Dew. Do it for the Dew. Here it is. Big sip in the mic. <laughs> That's for you, listeners. Don't turn off the episode. You love it. We know you do. Well, Jack, in celebration of that. Oh, real quick. Those those numbers I said, you seem confused. Those I looked them up before we started. Oh. The my number was the year of the that the Chinese calendar goes off of. Uh-huh. And yours was the Jewish one. Oh, okay. Very nice. So those are incredible. Still fun. But those and those align with our current year, you're saying? With our yeah, current give, give, year? give or take, yeah. Sick. That's fun, Jack. That's a good enough. Yeah, look at nice that. Deep cut. So Jack, in honor of this, this new joyous year, we're gonna do the same thing we did last year, which is uh Talk about all the stuff we... Big old rank list. Big old ranking list of everything we did this year. And let's say, a lot more. Oh, Whole no. year worth, instead of half a year like it was last time. I've just realized I forgot a category. No way. What'd you forget? Don't worry about it. We'll get to it later. Uh, It'll no. be fine. Do it on the fly. Let's go. So I've got a big old list here, Jack. All kind of things. Fun things. Obviously, we'll talk more. We'll go into more or less detail. Um, You know, depending on however we feel, man. Because that's what we do. So, yeah. So there. What's our What's our first... So I figured we'd start with our bread and butter here, Jack. We're at the gate here. Top 10 breads. Yes. Top, top 10 <laughs> breads and butters. So All right, cool. I got like uh, like a baguette, like oh. a sourdough <laughs> bread. Pumpernickel. A pumpernickel, a bit of a, like a four four wheat bread. Which wonder. Is like, wonder bread, yeah, of course. That really grainy bread that has like the thick chunks of yeah, grain yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Not it's a like you're just chew, It's like you're chewing on like, like a granola meal. bar. Yeah, no, no thank you. No, um, but so our bread and butter being superhero stuff, I think, largely, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the first category I have here for us is superhero movies. So all the superhero movies this year. So we got, and these are in, these are all going to be in no particular order, but we got, we had Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Black Adam, Morbius, and then I put the I put the Marvel specials in here because I feel like those are closer to... Movies and TV shows? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Just a, whatever. So Werewolf by Night, the Guardians Holiday Special, and the Batman. So there's some strong ones in here, and there's some... Weak ones. Uh, less, Very less strong ones. I would agree. I think the bottom, bottom two, we, like we did last year, go over top sure. two, bottom two. Yeah. We'll do that. Bottom two, very easy. Um, more base than Black Adam. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because uh, awful. Actually, actually, okay. you know what? 
I might have liked Black Adam more than Thor: Love and Thunder, to be honest with you. Oh, that's because I really disliked that movie. That's I find fair. It to be bad. So, you know, I I feel like I'll have to have to keep Black Adam because I got to keep my narrative of, of I hate DC and everything course, they make. Of course, I understand. But Thor: Love and Thunder, very close third. Yeah, not a very good movie as we talked about at length. Really bad, yeah. And uh, uh, with almost every single thing we're about to talk about here, we did talk about them more at length throughout the year. So if you're so inclined, but look listen at, to this and head and listen to those, whatever. What the fuck are you doing? Google. I'd Google. say every episode. You listen to all the episodes before the new one comes out. Mm-hmm. And I know it gets harder, but that's how the show is. You got a whole week. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, Morbius is dead last for me, personally. And then I, I really do think Black Adam's just fine if you don't take it seriously at all, which is how I did it. Right, of course. Um, if you're one of those big DC fans and you're like, I loved it or whatever, then maybe that's not actually, I don't know. It's like I always say, it's a weird thing with me where I'm like, if I don't care enough about a thing, I actually am more forgiving on it almost. So I feel yeah, I feel like my thing is like, I, I guess if I just take Black Adam as a movie, I feel like maybe I need to kind of separate them more, but like, I, like Zack Justice League or Black Adam, those movies are just kind of nothing to me, sure. like in, in in true fashion. But it's just like on the internet, seeing everyone be like, "Actually, this is the greatest movie ever," and it's like, "Well, no, you're wrong." Like, I- well, no, it's funny. We haven't talked about this much, but like, have you seen the stuff about him lying? The, the Rock is like maybe just going to be in Marvel now. Like Black Adam's done. Really? Oh, you didn't see this? Yeah, I, I saw the stuff where he like him and his team like leaked false numbers oh yeah they were like guys actually it is profitable no it wasn't it yeah. really wasn't in any sense but he's gonna do marvel now yeah he might just be abandoning ship <laughs> of course <laughs> so that's just very funny that he's been like for literally he's been attached to this role for over a decade, a decade? yeah and he's like, at least the hierarchy is gonna change and he, for a year he's been pushing about i'm the new superman step aside superman black adam is gonna be leading the universe now <laughs> and now it's just one bad movie and they're like yeah we're probably gonna scrap that i'm gonna go be uh i don't know i don't know who he's gonna be but uh hyperion talks to be in, in marvel would even be some black adam equivalent is there a black adam? there's probably some obscure marvel character yeah yeah exactly have we talked about how henry cavill's on superman anymore how they just get rid of everybody i don't know that we have but he's, on su- but he's not yeah he's not that's another funny thing is that they were like we brought him back he's superman again baby and they got rid of it him it was like less than it was like a month later, they're like, actually, that was a lie. We're not going to be doing that. that. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys why would you? To? Why would you do any of that? Like, Why would you do this to us? So he's also apparently in talks again. Um, is, or at least it's rumored. You never know how true those are. But maybe to be Captain Britain in uh, Captain America 4. But I don't, I don't know. I'd be interested to see that. Because Captain Britain doesn't really fit on the same uh, level as the as like actual Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like They're not actually equivalent because Captain Britain is like more of a cosmic powered type individual oh is he i didn't know oh yeah he can like fly and oh shit super strong yeah so he's he's like superman he's more like a superman than a captain america Mm -hmm. for sure so if you just brought him in as like hey i'm here to help it would kind of overpower anything else like you know most of the captain america movies are pretty proportional to his strength level yeah that's kind of how the movies work so Mm -hmm. but whatever Um, they're gonna have a bunch of hawks in him who knows yeah maybe well that's so true there is they are maybe fighting the hulk in that movie the red hulk in that movie well they got the leader so they wouldn't well but then also yeah Red Hulk apparently is going to be a big mm. deal. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I digress. Um, actual good superheroes movies this year. Um, the Both of the Marvel specials were pretty good. I yeah. The Guardians won quite a bit. I'd say I liked the Halloween one a little bit more just because really? it was, like, completely new. Yeah, sure. Because Halloween was more fun, but I think this was, like, introducing a new part of the lore and, mm-hmm. like, the black and white That's styling true, yeah. with, like, Man-Thing and Werewolf by Night and um, Ella Bloodstone. Elsa Bloodstone. El- Elsa Bloodstone. Yeah, and I think we talked about it. Like it, it truly feels like yeah, 
very unique and like they really tried something just for the hell of it, which is cool. It's a little refreshing for yeah, what you at want. This point. Um, but I think for me, the best one is definitely the Batman. Which I know you have your problems with, but for me, I, do. I think the Batman stands out as the top for me this year. Uh, Doctor Strange is very good. It's a lot to love, but I think the Batman is the, even though it is three hours long or whatever, and you hate it, I think it's the most like tight, like complete of just like a movie. And you know, being that it isn't attached to the MCU or anything, or even like Black Adam being attached to uh, whatever, it's just a f- the first in a new f- thing, right? Mm, yeah. So it's just totally on its own of like, hey, we're just doing a movie, man, and uh, it's pretty good as a Batman movie. I think I do think I don't I don't remember exactly what I said in a review, and it's kind of a that episode's kind of fucky, right? Yeah, on our side, so whatever. But uh. I think it probably is the best Batman movie that there is. So, I, th- I remember you saying something to that effect. I think I would probably, as much as I have problems with it, I think I can see past the three hours. It's like, it is, like it does look good. It's got like a, a, an identity. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's going much. for stuff. It's got like cool, like this, like the scene with Alfred where he's racing with the bomb, but it's revealed the bomb's already gone off. Like that's, I really like that. That's very cool and unique. Uh, so I, I'd probably have to, but I would say I liked Doctor Strange a little bit more. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'd probably. Rank Doctor Strange is probably my favorite, and Batman probably is a pretty close second, I'd say. And then maybe coming up the rear, Black Panther, but that was just yeah, maybe more sad. It did make me sad. And then the, the Batman really is great because, and I definitely did say this, but like it's maybe the first Batman movie where Batman gets a really defined arc for himself as a character. Yeah, absolutely. Great. I love. I absolutely. Adore I do that. like his arc is very good in that movie. Being very, like, wait a minute, maybe. They- it's about helping people too. I'm not just here to be angry and beat the shit out of everyone. And it'll reveal the Edgelords in your life. It'll be it like, will. It will. Yeah. Be like, well, I like the Batman. It's like, well, hold on. At the end of that movie, he becomes a good guy. He becomes nice. You remember that, right? You know the Joker is the the villain, villain correct? All right. Well, there it is. I think. Look at that. that. Sounds good. All right. So that's our first one. Uh, split winner between uh, Doctor Strange and the Batman. Who would win in a fight? That's the real question. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. But this, he could. You could cut off his hands and he'd still win. See, but it's but it's Batman, right? So yeah, he did, he did infinite prep time. fucking oh, I hate that shit. Yeah, it's definitely Batman bad. fans are the worst. Gone too far, and especially this version of Batman at this stage in his career. Robert Pattinson Batman definitely does oh. not beat Doctor Strange. No, year one edgy Batman because he doesn't no. have all the stuff yet. No, not because like advanced enough timeline Batman. He's like, I've got this anti magic thing that I acquired in Tibet. Yeah, but I like, fought Superman to death with it once. Yeah, I've got it. But like, no, yeah, year one Batman. He's like, he's just figuring out how to punch crooks in the teeth. So. It's like using those shock things. Yeah, exactly. All right. No so good. then this next next section, I had um, kind of the flip side of that, which is all of our um, the non-genre movies that we saw this year, basically. So I just kind of lumped them all together. They don't all necessarily fit into one genre, but um, that's what I'm doing. So Okay, perfect. Um, so I have... I mean, as everyone knows, it's either superhero movies or non-genre movies. Well, if you listen to any director who hasn't made a movie in 10 years, that's what they think cinema is now. That's basically... Yeah, yeah They they that's true as well. <laughs> There's definitely a group of individuals who associate all like blockbusters with a uh, superhero any, movies. Yeah, any genre or blockbuster movie at all with like Marvel. Um, so for non non genre movies, I had uh, Rosaline, which is a um, which is a Hulu movie. I just put it on here because I watched. I don't know I how to know what it is. It's a um. I didn't even, I didn't even know this movie existed. It, yeah, I didn't either until I saw it on Hulu one day, and I was like, sure, incredible. I think I fell asleep, so it's whatever. <laughs> what an engaging film it that was, was for uh, you. It was, it's like Romeo and Juliet, um, but she's Rosaline. She's Juliet's cousin. She was also in love with Romeo. It's oh. a whole thing. Does she talk, also die? No, they don't. It actually... So she was in love with Romeo, and then she, then her cousin comes and like steals, and she's like, what? But then she's like, oh, no, they do love each other, so it's good. And she also gets her own boyfriend. You know how it goes. Right, yeah. I don't, I don't remember the fine details. You were asleep. At the end, I think she helps them fake their own death, but they do it successfully. 
Like they successfully fake it and actually get away with it, and no one actually dies. Oh, well, that's and her dad fun. is like, "You, I always liked you, Rose." And so there's one of those. You know how it goes. Now, is this ending possibly just a dream you had from falling uh, yeah, asleep? That could also be <laughs> it. Uh, but I, I definitely remember that they were like talking all like normal and modern, like which can be fun if done in moderation. Although I also appreciate when they can commit to old timey language. Yeah, but whatever. Shakespearean tongues. Yeah, yeah, I like that, but whatever. It was fine. I don't think it was very good. <laughs> I didn't even talk about this long. Um, then, was, then I have Glass Onion, The Menu, Nope, Death on the Nile, Elvis, Don't Worry Darling, Amsterdam, Babylon, and The Whale. And The Unbearable um, Weight of Massive Talent. No, I have that in a different section. Oh, incredible. Fool. Oh. You dare question me. Cut that out. Cut that out. We haven't revealed it yet. Um, let's talk about Nope a little bit. Of course. We watched that for this. Uh, we watched it this week. We hadn't watched it when it came out. Um, what did you think of Nope. I thought it was very good. I thought it was really good too. I thought it was. I really liked. I mean, Jordan Peele. He's, I mean, he's no surprise that he's a good director. I mean, the movies he's made have been pretty cl- critically acclaimed. Get Out, Us. I haven't seen either of those. Either. <laughs> not from like of trying. Well, uh-huh. yes, but not because I don't want to. Fair enough. Um. Uh, but yeah, it was good. I I, I liked like the plot was interesting, and, but I one one sticking point I have is that I only really like OJ and Stephen Yoon's character. I don't like his sister M, portrayed by. Kiki Palmer. Palmer and Angel, I think they were very annoying in this movie. Did not care yeah, for their characters. Um, I think, I, I can't disagree, but I think it's one of those things where that was on purpose, right? Yeah. They were supposed to be a little abrasive and they kind of, well, Angel's mostly just comic relief, but I think M kind of comes around by the end of the movie and starts to take things a little more seriously, right? Mm. Um, so that's kind of an arc kind of thing. But yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree. There's definitely parts where you're like, she's just kind of being annoying. When he's like, hey, I have this you know, this farm here, if you don't remember, I have to actually, like, work to take care of it. And she's like, pshaw. Do you know, that's, that's how it works. I mean, someone's yeah. got to take care of the ranch. But, uh, yeah, overall, she comes around. Mm. Um, I thought it was really cool. I mean, spoilers for Nope. Um, really interesting take on aliens, which is that it's not, it wasn't a alien spaceship, but it was an alien creature. Yeah, weird which nebula. Which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah. it's, it ended up being more of a twist between, like, a monster thing and an alien thing, which is cool. Um, yeah, I liked it. I did find the kind of central like conceit of it a little hard to swallow for most of the movie, which is basically the whole point is like, hey, we're trying to get pictures of this alien to get rich. I guess I'm just too much of a cynic, but I just couldn't help but think the whole movie long. I'm like, how can you possibly get such a good picture that no one would think it's fake? Could doubt it. Yeah, especially in the current day. Like, it seems so. And then it got me think. It, it set me down like a whole spiral. I'm like, can I believe anything? Because <laughs> it is so easy to fake anything and everything. Is anything real? Do I live in a simulation, Jack? Because, yeah, it's so... I mean, given that we watched a whole movie, right? Yeah. That was fake, you know? You got me into the whole thing. So, I, But then, because they kill it at the end, I'm like, oh, well, that's how. Because you've got the body. Yeah, they go, oh, there it is. <laughs> and all those other people see it in the air. They go, well, yeah. we all saw this. I guess that'll work. And now they just have pictures of it before it was dead. And so that's notable. And they'll get rich from that or whatever the fuck, I guess. Um, I don't know if they're getting rich off of, though. Yeah, I don't know. What picture? To sell the picture? So the, but how much could it? Yeah, I don't know. And um, they can't buy their horses back because Stephen Yoon feeds them to the animal. He fed all their horses to the monster. So I thought, which, which I liked that because at first in the movie, obviously spoilers, Stephen Yoon runs this like cowboy amusement park kind of thing, and he's selling his horses. And OJ sells horses because his dad dies, and he's got to like keep the farm up. And he's like, "Oh, I want to get a plan to like buy back all my horses." And he's like, "Oh yeah, we'll talk about that." And at first, you're just like, "Oh, he doesn't want to do it." <laughs> and then he's like, "How about I buy all your horses? Is that something you'd be interested?" in? <laughs> and as yeah, as we learned, we learn what's going on later in the movie. It's it's quite sinister. Oh yeah, it's it's very fun to me 
when he's has, has in that whole like extravaganza uh because like there's it's not that full and he's doing no, like really and he's, he's got to feed a horse every time so like now people know about this i think that's the first time he's made it public i think is the idea right it, otherwise it, before, prior to that it was just him doing it on his own just feeding horses to the monster <laughs> yeah it's interesting and then there was a whole like subplot with um Stephen Yoon's character is that he was on a children's children's like uh, not children's family sitcom with like a chimp and the ch- one day the chimp went bananas so to speak and uh killed everybody yeah. well, well ripped the face off one of the actresses the young girl actress he was playing opposite and then killed the two adult a- actors yeah i think so yeah. and then like found him and was cool with him and then he shot in front of him and fucked him up pretty bad i think oh yeah it seems like it. he pretends like it doesn't on some level, but I, I think it reckon He also to. had a whole shrine to it, so I'm like, carefully. Also, that was a pretty... I feel like that Mad Magazine cover was in poor taste. Yeah, that's a pretty significant thing. But I think it seems like part of it is that it wasn't... It was kind of covered up exactly what happened, right? So I think maybe most people didn't realize no. the extent of it. Yeah, they just think it went Perhaps. crazy and attacked a bunch yeah. of Yeah, but I don't know. Like when he's talking about the SNL sketch about it, and he's like, oh, it's so funny, but you could tell he's like, I'm going back there. Yeah, in my wild. panic room. And I, I think, at first I was like, why is this in this movie? What's this about? But it's like a thematic thing, right? Of like, yeah. he, because the because the chimp didn't kill him and he felt like he was a kin, like some kind of kindred spirit with this chimp. And he's like, look at the chimp killed everyone else, but not me. So he felt the same way about the alien. Yeah. It was like, look at where me and him, we can be friends. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can't, can't be, be friends with an alien. Can't be friends with a predator. Which I thought was interesting. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Some good you can't stuff. tame it. You got to like make a deal with it. Because I, I assume that because he's like, oh, it's early, is because it's like, oh, well, this guy's going to come out all the time. He's here now. I'm just going to do it now because he's here. Like, because the, the predator doesn't know showmanship. Mm-hmm. It's an animal or whatever it is. Yeah. But it was very upsetting when he eats them all. It's just, as it's supposed to be. But, oh, like, yeah. I had to pause my I was like, this is, I don't like, I don't like them screaming. He's getting all sucked up in there. And then, yeah, no, it was bad. I was hoping they would get some of them out. They didn't get anyone out. <laughs> no. They all just got aided. I thought Steven Yoon was going to live and be like, I'll help you guys beat him. No, they got his ass. Like, hour in, I was like, oh, well, no. Him, his wife, his kids, his old co-host, all just got ate by a big flying saucer alien. What did you think at the end when it started to, like, unfurl and take its true form? That was interesting. I liked that. I liked that it had, like, a, a, another form. They say, um, I was reading about it, they said the inspiration for that was um, sort of, like, biblical angel. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. From above? Yeah, like, accurate depiction or whatever, which I don't know about all that. Apparently that's like not true though. I've, yeah, I've read that too. Yeah. So, but what's real? The whole like, oh, aliens in the Bible are actually horrible wheels with a million eyes and uh, six wings and like, I don't know about all that. Either. All the wings have eyes and the hills they have eyes too. But uh, yeah, that apparently that seems pretty. That and like um, Evangelion, one of the Evangelion. Sure. What do they call those? Are they also called angels? They also call angels the big monsters. One of, apparently, one of the angels in Evangelion looks like that. So. That's cool. Go. But yeah, overall, good movie. I kind of wish I, I had seen it in theaters, maybe. I don't know what was going on at the time that we didn't do that. Maybe we didn't want to be spooked. I don't remember. I, don't, I mean, I don't like being spooked. I'm not a guy who likes being spooked. How, how spooky did you find it, though? Uh, Not too spooky. The scene, uh, a little spooky sometimes. I think the most spooky part was when they're all getting eaten, and I'm like, this is upsetting beyond belief. I think the part that spooked me the most is when there's a, the aliens in the barn. Yes, that definitely turned out to be his kid. But that guy, before we knew that, I was like, oh my goodness, they're getting right into it. There's aliens here. Holy shit. That's what I thought. So that got me, even though it did turn out to just be kids or whatever. Those damn kids. Um, There's definitely suspense, but like, it's weird. I I don't want to sound like an asshole here or anything. No. But I do wonder sometimes. I'm like, I don't know if I'm as susceptible to being scared by movies as other people. Like, I can't tell you the last time I was truly, like, real spooked by a movie, you know, since becoming, like, an adult. (laughs) 
I, yeah, I don't know. I think if I ever got, if I'm ever like off put by a movie, it's not because like a big thing jumped out and spooked me. It's because I've seen something that I find disturbing. Yeah. Like, but I'm I, saying, I don't know if. I don't, was, here's the thing, though. We don't seek out horror movies almost ever. No. So that's probably why. Maybe if I did more often. But, like, the one that always comes back to is like, oh, yeah, Paranormal Activity. That's a real spooky movie. But I watched that when I was like 12, so I don't know. Mm. That are really Whatever. spooky good. I digress. Um, I know I, this for this movie, when, we, when it came out, um, I came out like earlier this year, like September or so. I mentioned this movie and I was like, ah, it's just aliens. Because I, I, I remember I saw the one trailer. It kind of turned me off. Because the first trailer is like, it doesn't show the very monster. Vague. Very vague. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. And the second trailer, it shows the shots of like the alien behind them. But you obviously don't know it's a, like a, a creature. You think it's like a spaceship. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just just aliens? Oh, that's not as, that's not as fun, I don't think. And someone was like, no, no, there's a twist. And so I just looked it up because oh, yeah, I was just a shithead. And, oh, I, and I read it. And I was like, oh, I probably... Probably would have liked to see this in the theaters, and he goes, "Yeah, man, probably." Oh, so you knew that going in that it yeah, was I did. A, that it was like a, a creature. creature. Interesting. But so, um, <coughs> excuse me. Seeing all that, let's talk about some of the bad ones on this list. Okay. So I didn't see Amsterdam, but you did. It was a very bad movie, right? Very bad movie. This now, this I think we talked about this in our menu episode. Uh, I think called "Eat the Rich." I believe you titled it that. Uh, where the menu trailer. Whoever made the menu trailer made it terribly and made me think it was going to be a bad movie. And it was the opposite for Amsterdam. The trailer for this is like, oh, this movie looks very interesting. There's a bunch of... It does, it does that thing where it has every beginning actor you've ever heard of in a movie. And you go, well, that's got to be good, right? They almost never are. Um, yeah, so this movie is just about... It's just about um, like a real-life event where the... this. Like, like, I don't remember what the group was called, but there's some group in America... After it was World called, of, like, the whatever conspiracy. Yeah, to get, like, the... To basically... Usurp the president and install. Bunch of like, rich assholes wanted to get rid of FDR because he was trying to like help poor people and shit. I think. Yeah, and then they wanted to put an old general from World War One in charge, and it's just them trying to convince him, and then whatever. Uh and it's just not a good movie. It dra- it's not. Su- it's like two and a half hours. It drags on. John David Washington is like a plank of wood. He has no emotion on display, which we will get into later. Uh, he, he tricked me into thinking he was a good actor. Uh, sh- and it's it's one of those movies that's really quirky. Like, it's, it tries to be like, oh, we're so silly. It's I know just, Taylor Swift gets hit by a car, right? That's very funny. <laughs> like, she's just struck and killed by a car. And then they, and then they cut to it randomly again in the middle of the movie. Uh, James was actually pretty good. She's actually a fine actress when she's on screen. She hasn't been very long. Uh, but yeah, it's just a lot of drawn-out stuff. Uh, Christian Bale is just a sad, one-eyed man from the military. The scenes are really long and drawn-out. Christian Bale's in that movie? He's Yeah. He, is he's, he one of the main ones? Who are the yeah. main ones? Christian Bale, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Or Robbie's in a, several ones. She's very, so it was just not not a good movie. Um, then you also saw Don't Worry Darling, and I did not. Um, bad movie too. But yeah, I've, it's, it seems to be the general consensus. Yeah, it's it's fine up until the end. Here's a twist. Spoiler for Don't Worry Darling, if anyone gives a shit. So they're in like a '50s town, and you're thinking, all right, this is gonna be the classic. Beyond the mountains is gonna be like the real world or something, or they're being captive. But actually, it's just like like a, um like tech, they're in like a simulation. Like, they put these, like, devices over their eyes, and they're, like, in a simulation in this, like, server or whatever. And when the men go off to work, they're just, like, leaving the simulation and going back into the real world. But, like, Florence Pugh's character is, like, being sedated. And the twist is that, like, in the real world, she's, like, a surgeon with a loser boyfriend who's on 4chan. And so her boyfriend is like, well, you're not spending enough time with me. I'm going to force you into this 50s world. And it's just, like, I don't know. I feel like you're adding too much to it. But the loser boyfriend is still Harry Styles. Yes. Which just goes to show, Jack. 
Something about society. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't. That's something. I couldn't something or other. Yeah. <laughs> something is Harry Style only. Do they only think he's hot because he's rich? Maybe. Yes. Part of it. Probably. Probably an element. He's a, not a good actor. He has very few lines he's of not dialogue. A good actor. He has like no lines of dialogue. But it's like. Or or is it like would people still would people still want to date Harry Styles anyways? No. I don't know. We're in the worst fit you've ever seen. <laughs> um. And then Babylon, neither of us saw. No, we thought about Sonnet this week. Sonnet. Seeing this week, because it just came out this week, which is part of the probably the reason it's not doing as well, because people are busy this time of year. I know mm. some movies come out on Christmas and do well, but this come not, out a little bit earlier in December. Come yeah. out like the week before. Why you got to make me go to the movie theater on Christmas? Or oh, the week no. between Christmas and New Year's. Right. No one wants to do that. So. And it's three hours long, and it's also apparently not very good. So I've seen it. For some reason, people have decided to rally around, or some people decided to rally around this movie as like a... Oh God! This is a big studio movie, right? It would cost like eighty million, which is a pretty good budget. Yeah. Um, and it's from one of the big studios. I think it's Fox. And it's like, oh, we should, you know, you should try to support this to show that the the studios that they should still try to, you know, make original stories. Which, on the one hand, all well um, and good. All well and good for sure, right? Um, on the other hand, if the movie's bad, the movie's bad. And like, I'm not rooting against it. For some reason, people like to, you know, you know. Embrace the misery. Yeah, like Jack like loves me. to do that. So I there has been some people like, ha, ah, look, look at Babylon. I don't really care. I'm not like against it. Right, yeah. Um, but one, is it that original of a movie, Jack? It's is, just, is it not kind of just... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Is it not kind of just Once Upon a Time A little inside baseball here, listeners, is that one of the only reasons I thought about seeing Babylon is because I was going to do a bit on the show where I was going to read out the quote-unquote summary of Babylon, and it would have just been the description of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because... It's just a movie with Brad Pitt in old Hollywood. Uh, and it's also kind of uh, Hell Caesar, right? Yes. Like It is very much Hell Caesar. So, like, it's okay. It's a, it's a, move, it's a Hollywood movie about Hollywood. All right, we get it. Like, with a bunch not, of big name actors. It's not the most original idea ever conceived. Um, and again, apparently it's not very good. So, I, I can only have so much. And it's three hours. And it's three hours long. And I, it's, it is only a minute shorter than Avatar 2. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I don't, Avatar 2 didn't even get a pass. So uh, that's why we didn't see it. We saw for it that reason, it's trailer trash. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, oh, okay, so as far as the good ones on here, um, Glass Onion, very good, very good. Um, we said nope's good. I like the menu. I like Death on the Nile. Um, you saw Elvis. I did not. All right, Elvis. Yeah, you found it fine, right? I liked it. Yeah, that's a biopic was... thing, right? So I didn't. I haven't seen many of the other biopics. You get what so you I liked it. pay for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, neither of us have seen The Whale, although apparently people really like that movie. So you got a 12-minute standing ovation or whatever at those stupid yeah, yeah, goddamn film so festivals. Maybe we ought to try to get to see that at some point in the next year, but yeah. we haven't yet. So for me, it's going to probably be Glass Onion, I think. It's on, number one? On here. Yeah, for me personally, I really like Glass Onion. Um, for oh, We didn't we didn't get too much into it, did we? Because we tried to be not spoilery. Yeah. Now that it's officially out, came out on Christmas Eve. A little here. spoiler. Yeah, we can do some spoilers if we want. Um, That's really good. Yeah, it's very, very good. I think that I I can't I can't remember. I should do what I said and listen to all the episodes before we do this. Uh about did I mention in an episode how it kind of felt like the first one, but like it's not as I don't I didn't like it as much because it was too much. It was just another like the first yeah, one. Sure. Okay. That, that but I still liked it very much. I will agree. Uh I thought really love the commentary of billionaires are just kind of stupid. Love it. Love it. oh, I nothing I and hate more than Elon it's, Musk. It's unbelievable. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember how once we got into it because we were trying to not be spoiler, but it's it is unbelievable how timely that movie was because you couldn't he couldn't have predicted that no right? absolutely that, not that the, his movie was going to come out the same month as Elon Musk's whole Twitter debacle meltdown. it's insane it's unbelievable very funny yeah um, 
all of it. I did. I sent you a tweet where someone was like, "I love that the Knives Out movies are just like Benoit Blanc teaming up with um like unsuspecting but like powerful women or whatever the fuck, whatever it was." Yeah. Phrased. And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's the whole point. That's the whole. It's point. like a Bond girl thing. <laughs> that's like the thing." And I said that about this movie when we talked about. It. I definitely mentioned that as like I think I did. Maybe I just said it to you. But I do love that these both these movies have like these um sort of like working class. In both cases, is it's these like working class women of color who come in and just like fuck up some rich people's days. Yeah. <laughs> who don't think they can do it, but like Brendan Blanc's like, no, you can, and like I can only do so much, but you you have to do you have to do it, and they do it in when they get it spectacular done. fashion. Great, love it, love it in both cases, um, and obviously Benoit Blanc's amazing. Yeah. He's, I w- he's, <laughs> he's so fun. <laughs> Nothing better than him. It's it's his movie's so it's just such a great movie, especially with him playing Among Us with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> And uh, it's a, it's all um cameos. It's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and um Natalie Angela Lansbury. Yeah, and uh yeah someone else. But it's just, like it's very good. Love it. Oh, when I watched it, it was with my family around Christmas time. Oh, obviously, it was out. And when they burned the Mona Lisa, they were like, "What? Not the Mona Lisa?" <laughs> and I remember my sister was so upset when <laughs> he burns the napkin, and she was like, "Oh, he 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 wins!" I go, "No, just wait. He'll he'll get what he deserves." Just to hold on. I get, I get you're mad, but it'll, it'll work out, I promise. And they were definitely got caught with the red herring of that Derek guy. Being like, well, what's he doing? What's yeah. he walking around for? So, yeah, very good movie. I'm excited for number three. Oh, we should talk about this. Did you what? see the Ben Shapiro thing? No. Oh, it's been memed all the hell, Jake. Ben Shapiro, I'll bring it up. Ben Shapiro <laughs> watched <laughs> Glass Onion and decided to weigh in. Oh, God. This guy's a... I hate him. He's so fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and, He's um, the worst. He, he is so funny. People have been make have made it into a copy pasta. Yes, one of those things where you like take the uh, the whole like text of it like, and you swap it out for whatever your thing is. Yeah, um, I love a co- good copy pasta, like the one about the grape shot. Can yeah, you? sure, but like it's one of those where you can change. Oh, the people words. have been changing the words to yeah. be like so. Inse- they they'll like take get rid of glass onion and substitute whatever funny thing they want like and or something to to show how ridiculous poor his logic is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's um. He, I, I regret to inform you that Glass Onion is actively bad. <laughs> I will discuss first the actual running of the movie, followed by the politics of it. Both suck. Spoilers follow. Um, and that's what people have been making fun of, is, is that initial tweet of just like, I regret to inform you that Blank Bank is actively bad, which is such a... <laughs> what does actively bad even know, mean? Strong, um, strong wording. Uh, so he goes on about how like the first half of the... Or, like the first hour is kind of a misdirect, which is like, that's... The point. The point. Um, <laughs> you've described a mystery, Benjamin. <laughs> you've described a mystery. <laughs> Um, which is an amazing that he watched a mystery movie and was like, there's a misdirection involved in this. This isn't exactly as it seems at face Wait, value. Wait, there's more to this? There's glass of, onion? Of course, I'm sure he got into like, billionaires aren't bad, actually. And, actually, capitalism in the free market. And black women are actually bad, don't you think? <laughs> oh, or whatever the fuck Ben Chibro said. So it's it's just, goofy ass voice. Very funny. Um, what a clown he is. Oh yeah, really bad. Uh, he said, Ryan, Ryan Johnson's politics is as lazy as his writing. His take on his on the universe is that Elon Musk is a bad and stupid man and that anyone who likes him in media politics or tech is being paid off by him. That's true. That's a true statement, he said. All those things are true. Also, like, that's so weird to say. Ryan Johnson's politics, his take on the universe, like, what do you, that's not the only thing the movie has to say. Yeah. Nor is it the only thing any of his movies have had to say. It's weird to be like, yeah, Ryan Johnson's only contribution to any kind of discourse is that he dislikes... Rich people. Rich people like, that's not all who are it, stupid. Yeah, that's this movie. 
Um, also, it's again, it's just a coincidence that it happened the same time as Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. truly, just a coincidence. So. Also, oh well, uh, you know, another timely thing in that movie is when the beginning when Birdie's introduced and she talks about like. Oh, I didn't even know what it meant. I thought it just meant cheap, and it was just Jewy, and it all coincides with all of Kanye West shenanigans. Like he didn't, he, he can't make this shit up. Like, it's one of those things where it's like he's telling on himself by being like, "This movie is clearly about Elon Musk." It's like it's not about a and, character and, named Elon Musk. So if that's what you think, that you were thinking about that the whole that time, means you were agreeing with like, yeah, <laughs> Elon Musk is an idiot like this guy, right? Like, if that's not how you felt, you'd be like, huh, this isn't even accurate because of how smart real life Elon Musk is. But yeah. instead of being like, they got him so good and I hate it. <laughs> it's like, you're, so he was right. Yeah. It, it's so dumb. I mean, it, you have to be thinking about Elon Musk because, like, the closest billionaire he resembles is when he literally dresses as Steve Jobs <laughs> in that flashback. Like, he, Brian Johnson is like, not to, is like, all right, fellas, here, if you didn't get it now, here's him as Steve Jobs. He's, a, he's all of them, too, though. He, yeah, he's absolutely He is all. like a Steve Jobs, too. Yeah, he's a Zuckerberg. He's fucking he's all, all these clowns. Them. So, like, you don't have to just, it just happened to be very timely for that stuff. So, yeah, yeah my, I think my winner is uh, Glass Onion. What's number two? Uh, probably no. Death on the Night was very good as a mystery. More, that's a more traditional one that probably wouldn't get uh, Ben Shapiro's panties all in a twist. No. Because it's just. A murder on a boat. It'd be Egypt, so he wouldn't he wouldn't feel great about it's that good, being I liked Jewish. That one a lot too. We had a good time with that. Yeah, that was um, fun. And the menu was also a surprise. I really enjoyed. Oh, me, very so. good. I'll launch it again if it comes to the service. Um, someone, uh, I saw a thread of people. Someone's favorite quotes um, in movies from this year, and one of them was "Nope." Um, is when um, Daniel Kaluuya says "Nope" because they all say "Nope" at one point. <laughs> yeah, but it's when he gets he's get off truck and he like looks up from his truck and the, <laughs> the aliens above him, and he's just like "Nope." <laughs> and one of the funny. other ones they mentioned was. Um, in uh, the menu, when Ray finds is like when the, when the girl's like, "I want to leave, please," and he's like, "Where'd you go to college?" <laughs> she's yeah. like, "Go kill me, please." I'm just I'm not like these people. And she's like, oh, "Okay, where'd you go to college?" And she's like, "Brown." Brown. And he's like, hey, student, "Student loans." And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Yeah, you're dying." I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I really enjoyed that movie. I'm glad we went to see that. So episode. did I. I'm I'm, I'm glad we went around. So don't always believe trailers, fellas. That's right. Because they'll trick you. That was a case where I I went to, we went to see it. Primarily because I liked the cast and it it went well for us. So. I think it did. I'd, I'd say my favorites probably were Glass Onion as well as number probably the best. And Menu is a close second for me. I really did enjoy that. And the worst, definitely fucking Amsterdam and Don't Worry Darn. This movie sucked ass. Excellent. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Let's get into some other stuff. Oh, we got sci-fi shows here, Jack. You ready? Um, so we got Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Book of Boba Fett, Halo, Andor, Tales of the Jedi, The Peripheral, Westworld, and Stranger Things 4. So... First of all, don't don't anyone come at me telling me that Star Wars isn't sci-fi. Uh, it, uh, well, actually, because I don't care. Actually, it's 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 space fantasy. I know it's from a long time ago. Listen, I know, but let's it, not. You know, can we just not? Yeah, they're robots, man. I don't know what to. Halo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's gonna be the favorite, the clear favorite. <laughs> Woo! What a film what, or what a show. What sorry, a fucking oh, horrible. Um, so that's just we don't need to belabor that point. We've bottom hours of us ranting about halo so go find so much so that my mother said why do you watch a show you don't like (laughs) why you keep talking about it why are you you doing this i was like mom we have to talk about something there's nothing else so yeah till midnight really bad um stranger things 4 i haven't seen i haven't seen either i watched the first three seasons but they keep doing that thing where it gets longer and longer between seasons so now i feel like i i mean i'm sure i could but i'm almost more inclined to just go watch it all but now i'm like i'm just gonna wait until it's done it's done done and then i can watch it all so it's uh, good. I'm sure it was good. I'm sure it had the internet by a fucking tr- stranglehold. And it did that thing where they split it up in half. And it 
I think it really worked for them because it seemed like it did not let up. Yeah. For like the four weeks that it in between, I feel like it was Stranger Things the whole time and then Stranger Things came back and it just was even even so, longer. Good on them for that. I think that's been a long time coming is like maybe maybe not release your whole season at once so that it's done in a week. Which I know some people people are divided on. We've we've talked about it at length on this show. Absolutely. How we feel about that. So um but yeah, I'm sure it was good. Good folks in there. Yeah. God bless them. Finn Wolfhard and yeah, M- Millie Bobby Brown and the other ones. They've gone on to be like their own little crop of actors, so you put a Stranger Things kid in a thing, you know. Makes money. Every single um, fan cast for Fantastic Four has a Stranger Things That's kid. A Stranger in Things it. kid, in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, if you're fan casting any kind of ensemble film, um, you got to throw a Stranger Kids thing in there. Yeah, some Stranger, Stranger Kids thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A kid thing, Stranger in there. Um, but so obviously the the standouts for us are going to be Star Wars, right? I mean, Westworld. Westworld, it's, it's got a special place in my heart. But I wouldn't be lying if I didn't think season four was. One of the weaker, if not perhaps the weakest season. Yeah. And now it's it's uh, Down, it's dead. Coming back. dead in the water. So it's like it weighs heavy on me, Jack. Just like Maeve at the end of season four, just shot to death in the Maeve water. And Bernard. And Bernard and, and everyone and on everyone, the planet. I think. So Huh. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Um the peripheral we talked about a couple weeks ago. Quite good. That was uh, pretty good, yeah. Yeah, good. so I got I like that. But uh, Star Wars is gonna be a standard I mean, first, right? It's gonna be Andor. Andor, I mean Andor's gotta win. <laughs> Tells of the Jedi. <laughs> It was quite good for what it was, but it's hard to really compare for me on the same level because it was like, what, an hour and a half of content? Yeah, six um, episodes. The Book of Boba Fett has its redeeming qualities, but... By and large. That's pretty flawed, I'd say. I'd say, I'd say, unf- based on this list, not not that, not that this puts any close to it, but Halo Bottom, Boba Fett, gotta be second bottom. It's such a weird <coughs> duck of a show. Um, doesn't know it doesn't it, no one knew what to do with it. I, think. I don't think that yeah I don't think I, truly anyone did I'm st- I still am, like holding on for someday for someone to be like yeah this is why it's like that this is what we were actually thinking and this is why things change and altered and this is this because it just doesn't make any sense why there's a show about Boba Fett that has like Ahsoka and Ahsoka and like oh and Luke and like two Mandalorian focused episodes and why such a a massive part of that storyline for the Mandalorian was contained in that, sh- like an unbelievably huge part of it. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, okay, we, we went into depth about, it, but it's, I, after the season two of the Mandalorian, I literally thought there was a chance we would go like a whole season, maybe without, without him. Grogu, if not longer. I mean, I thought maybe, maybe it was permanent. I, yeah. In my ignorance, Jack, my foolishness, I was like, Oh, maybe they just won't do Grogu again. I mean, I should merchandising. <laughs> He's the biggest merchandising juggernaut they've had maybe ever. Which is saying something for Star Wars. Yeah. So I suppose I should have known. Um, but, uh, I, so yeah, it's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. Not at all. The fact that Mandalorian Season 3 is just going to start up, and it's just like, I've got Grogu back. Like, there is going to be a non-zero amount of people who are excited about Mandalorian Season 3 who, who didn't. didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett and are just going to be like, wait, what What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you have Grogu back? What is, why is he have a new ship? So, I, it's so weird. So for that alone, I can't rate it too highly. Um, no. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Again, had a lot to love. It had maybe, you know, like the final episode there is really strong. I will, that's a great episode. Um, it really is. Final fight with Vader. The big thing about it is kind of, and it's one of the same things that plagues the Book of Boba Fett. It was like production stuff, right? Yes. I think the timeline of when they had to make it and stuff, there's there's definitely, I think the production lets down the story of that of that series, which I think is largely pretty great. Um, that's, just the, that's just the nature of the beast, right? I don't know what to do about it. Like, but Yeah. The one big green screen kind of thing. It is it is what it is. Like, And it's definitely, I think, these two shows kind of started to show the cracks in the uh, the volume. Yeah. That maybe it isn't a catch-all kind of thing, um, which 
they've learned in this other show we're about to get to. So, I, I don't know. It, it definitely you feel the impact of that more on this series because it was made in COVID and everything. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is there. I mean, I suppose in a perfect world, is it like, should they have waited? I don't know if that's really a fair thing to want. Right, yeah. It is a shame that we got you and McGregor back. You got Hayden Christian. Like, you did it all. We got it. We got, you got everything you wanted, and, essentially. But then it's like, things outside of anyone's real control kind of had it to up. weigh it down. Yeah. yeah. So Another thing I think, and I think I've, I've talked about definitely on the show in relation to, you know, Andrew working to you two and the, each other too, is that it had the unfortunate uh, burden that could not be ignored of being an Obi-Wan Kenobi show well, with course, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Like, there was... No, and people are like, "Well, it was certainly a show I watched. Well, it didn't do exactly what I wanted." It's like, shut the fuck. Well, we up. talked about this like every yeah, week, every week that there was. Colin talked about it with you. There's <laughs> incredible amount of fan discourse around yeah. this, and there was a lot of people, a lot of racism. Well, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, yes. And there was a lot of people who clearly didn't actually like think through the implications of what this show would have to be about logically. Yeah. Of like, and and they could, couldn't conceive of the idea that Obi Wan isn't the you know height of his strength and his power and everything and that you know maybe he has some growth because of arcs arcs in a show and stuff lots of people just really didn't like the idea of any of that so some real bad takes I and think. one of the problems and my i've talked to one of my friends about is that people love and some, maybe sometimes we do this a little bit but i think we, if we act self-aware we're better uh <laughs> where people are like i watched episode one and i have so many questions it's like hey buddy wait till it ends because they'll answer it yeah like we'll get the, they'll they got six. They got five more episodes. Mm-hmm. Let them. If, if at the end you have questions, we'll address them. But it's that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, overall, the char- I think a, a lot of the characters in that were great. Oh, um, absolutely. I think little Leia was great. great. I thought so. I mean, we, I remember us, when we watched the first two together, and we were very surprised. Yeah, oh yeah, it was with great. Leia being there. Um, I thought she was great. I know a lot of people didn't care for her. Um, for whatever reason, but yeah, I thought Leia was great. I thought Ewan did a great job. I liked Reva. I liked um. I'm not gonna be able to think of her name, but the the Imperial Lady. The Imperial Lady. She was. Yeah. I really liked her a lot. I really liked her. Like the big, big wall of Amber Jedi. They're gonna use Jurassic Park oh, for. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I love. I just love the whole idea of like the some of the stuff it added to the world and like the um the path and stuff. Oh yeah, the path. Good. Super great. They so, referenced that guy from Clone Wars. Sifu, not oh, yeah. Sifu, yes. Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. He's still out there, man. He's kicking. He's still. Out there. He was here. Quinlan was here. It's great. Love it. So, um, although yeah, I think overall, even though it's got some great moments and and yeah again that last episode's great in terms of some of the emotional stuff and the character stuff that it does i think overall i i gotta give it to andal which that just wrapped up a couple weeks ago so i mean we've been talking about it for you talk about it for like two months there so yeah we, we pretty sung, much yeah. sung its praises every week oh yeah exactly but i mean it's i mean it's, you know you really can't understate it how great I don't that think show so. is it's it's Really notable, and I'm I'm glad for the recognition that it has gotten. Bizarrely enough, it's like it seems like it hasn't got, from from my circle at least. Like people, actual Star Wars fans could are kind of like eh, on it. Like I feel like I haven't seen a lot of that, whereas I have seen a ton of just like general people and you know publications normies. And stuff. Yeah, normies being like, this is great. <laughs> this is incredible. It's very, um, yeah, and like publications and stuff being like, hey, this Andor show is like sneakily maybe one of the best shows of the whole year, which I I think so. I think so. It definitely. The best Star Wars show in a while. Oh, yeah. since at least since Mando season two. At least I think it's better than I think um, it's the best one they've done. Um, yeah, definitely. Again, yeah, we say we said it every week. I we we are heaping praise on it, but like it's so like focused and kind of like sharp with its with the ideas in there, and it's got it really does have something to say in a way that not that other Star stuff doesn't, but I think it's done the best of that. It's it's more, more very clear about what it wants very to say. Clear. It can't be. 
but also like and and not clear not not like simple necessarily or like dumbed down like there's some good ideas and then we again every week we talk about like the writing and the, the acting the characters and the acting yeah so many great scenes. I saw. Do you see this? The YouTube, the uh, Star Wars YouTube channel posted um clips onto the onto their YouTube channel. I've been watching like a you know a bootlegged one yeah. of um the speech, Marva's speech, and Luthen's speech, and Luthen's speech, and uh, Nemec's speech. That's a, which are all so good. So good. So great. He's, he's he burns his sunrise. Uh, burns he his burns soul. his soul for a sunrise. The fuck. He burns his life for a sunrise. He'll never see. His mind is a dreamless place. It's it's so good. And Nemec, his whole thing, you know, eventually the dam will break. Love it. Love it so much. Fight yeah. the Empire. So, got to give it to Andor. Absolutely. And that's sci-fi, and I'll stand by. I'll fight anyone who I'll says that. I'll kill you. All right, next one. Um, let's Add do... Tech um, out. Let's do fantasy. So, I re- lumped all of fantasy into one because I, I didn't have enough to break them up into movies and shows because there wasn't that many. Um, so, I just have all the different fantasy stuff this year. So, I have House of the Dragon... Rings of Power, Willow, The Northman, and Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore. I know the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Another easy bottom one, I think. I think so, too. We say, we're just saying one's... <laughs> <laughs> it's Fantastic Beasts, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that what nonsense. sucks ass. I mean, I didn't even hate it that much, but it's just such a... Nothing. It's nothing. It's such a bizarre franchise and thing and everything, and why are they still making it? And we like it. We liked the first one. I, yeah, I, I didn't even hate the second one as much as other people. We thought it was a little goofy. We were like, I mean, we liked going Wizard to see him together. Wizard Hitler hit the hit the vape, but he told he us told the Nazis was going to come. It's like, and the is he trying to stop the Nazis or not? I what are you know. trying to say, J.K. Rowling? I guess he's lying, but whatever. <laughs> no, Wizard Hitler would never lie. It's so weird. It's so weird to me that they are three movies into it and the war hasn't started, and it's not even close to starting. Not They're still even. in like the early 30s or something. I hate it. Like they um, took that one actress out completely. I was just gonna say Catherine Robertson just isn't in this movie for some Until reason. Till the end. Wild. What a thing. And I think they're not making it anymore, so No. <laughs> uh there it is. Um The Northman. It's a bit too much for us, wasn't it, I think. I I think I just expected a little bit more out of it, I guess. I and expected more Viking fighting. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Viking fighting we got, very cool. Oh yeah. But uh But I felt a little not a huge fan. Not, I'm not, I'm sorry. It was good though. It was good, but not Sue as- me. That's the other things, I think. Sumi, Roger, Eager, whatever the hell your name is. Eager. Of the Vavitch. The Vavitch, yeah. Sumi. Okay. Um, so then we have, these other ones are all shows. So we had House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, Willow. Um, I think it's probably obvious anyone who listened to the show what we're going to go with <laughs> first here. So it's a battle for second, I think. Yeah. Honestly, Jack, it might be controversial, but I've really been enjoying Willow a lot. And Willow is just kind of fun and whimsical. And it has almost more whims. And one of the things I said about Rings of Power is that, like, at times it felt a little too serious, lacking yeah. some of the whimsy and some of the heart that you'd expect from Tolkien. And also, nobody complains on Twitter about Willow, mostly. Um, so that also has contributed to my enjoyment. <laughs> Whereas Rings of Power, I had to deal with nonsense every week of, like, why is she black? Yeah, so I, I didn't have to deal with any of that with Willow. And it's just fun and whimsical. And there's little tiny, little, tiny men. Little brownies. And trolls and stuff. I don't know, Jack. I it's, think Will might be second for me. It's convincing. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, nobody kisses Sauron and Willow. I mean, so. I mean, who doesn't want to kiss Sauron? He's he was so greamy in that Apparently movie. Apparently, everyone on Twitter would like to kiss. Oh, Sauron. I, well, I wouldn't. I would bet money on that happening. <laughs> so they're all about it. Um, see, you know how many fanfics I've seen, Jack? <sighs> Too many. More than <laughs> just kidding. I I don't read fanfics, but well, good. Let me hold. Been out. People, a lot of people are like sh- shipping them, which great. Mm-hmm. Always love when that comes up. I don't know. Uh I would say the st- I wasn't when I first started watching Willow. I guess I was I wasn't totally down. I felt it took me a little bit to kind of get 
Is into it? I, I definitely do enjoy it. Like now that we're kind of getting into the weeds of it, uh, and in the beginning of Rings of Power, I really did enjoy. It. I know we went in a little bit skeptical, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." But they kind of do a swap, as I've alluded to a little bit in the beginning of the sentence, uh, where Willow got better and Rings of Power got worse. So it's like it's it's a tough call for a second. I think I might, I think I might have to give it to Rings of Power in a second. I couldn't argue. I wouldn't. I wouldn't strenuously argue with that, Jack. Yeah. At all. Rings of Power's got more to it. It's much more of a production. But I think that almost works in Willow's favor a little bit. It's a little more focused. Rings yeah. of Power had too much going on oh, almost. Too much. Um, it's definitely a more impressive show. They had um, the Balrog for no reason. It's true. They tricked me with the Balrog. It didn't actually do anything this season. It just kind of was like, I'm here. Um, Rings of Power may be one of the better looking shows oh, definitely. all year. Um, for sure. Ultimately, though, it doesn't matter because the best one was House, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, baby. Woo! And we don't need to like Andor. We every episode we're like, this is the greatest show we've ever watched. It was incredible. I, <laughs> I loved mean, it so much. Everybody liked Game of Thrones again. I'm so glad everyone likes Game of Thrones. Me too. Again. It's I, back. Maybe. I'm glad. I've saw. I saw that. I clip, knew it. That they clip all rec- came crawling back. That clip recently. I'm not. It's not a recent clip, but I just saw it again of Jonah Hill when he was like, I didn't like sci-fi and fantasy, but then I watched Game of Thrones and it's awesome. That's like, shut the fuck up, Jonah Hill. You suck. Have you, you seen that you clip? You merely adopted the fantasy. Seriously, you, I was born in it. What does he say at the beginning of that clip? Like, I didn't like sci-fi and fantasy because if it didn't happen, I don't want it. And I wanted to... St- I was like, shut up, you pretentious dick. Like, what are you talking about? What an asshole. <laughs> Seriously. And it's also I mean, funny that, sure Jonah Hill's fine or whatever. That Leonardo DiCaprio showed him the Mandalorian and he was like, I don't care. Love that about... Oh, <laughs> love that so much about Leonardo DiCaprio. He's just He's like me cool. for real. He's just like me for real. That he like pinned Jonah Hill down. I was like, watch Star Wars with me. Watch the Mandalorian. That's incredible. <laughs> I love it so much. I saw a theory that broke it, broke it down about um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Is that you know his whole thing about like only dating twenty five or whatever? Maybe it's because he's he's mentally never been able to move on from when he was twenty five. Because you and apparently this is a thing maybe that people at least some people believe is that like you kind of get stuck in the age you get famous at. Oh really? <laughs> a little bit mentally. Yeah. And someone broke it down by fart jokes because apparently there's many instances throughout interviews throughout. Uh, Leo's life, where he's like absolutely will lose it at a fart joke, and it, or if someone farts in an interview or something, he loses it. He loves it so much, which obviously people associate with being kind of a somewhat juvenile sense of humor. Yeah. So maybe someone was like, maybe it's just because when women get over the age of twenty five, they just can't appreciate his fart jokes anymore. Yeah, they don't. They, they get too serious, and he, he can't deal with it. Can't deal with it. He needs someone who appreciates his, his same <laughs> stupid sense of humor. And um, it's kind of supported by the fact that he loves Star Wars still. So he ran to that whole theater and made a girl watch all those movies. So good, so, so based. You ever seen the picture of him in the aisle with like, the lightsaber? He's like buying a bunch of toys for Episode One in like two thousand one. I think he's I've in seen a that. toy aisle, just like shovel them into a cart. <laughs> and that's that was Titanic money. That he had Titanic, Titanic <laughs> money, baby. He was. Oh no, it was ninety nine. So of course it was whatever. You get nah, someone's gonna still could have been Titanic money. There were a lot of those toys. Oh, no, he still had the Titanic money. Yeah, for sure. it was just it was even fresher. The Titanic oh, yeah. money was it hadn't been taxed yet. Oh, so good. So um, yeah, House of Dragon was great. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad everyone's back on board with Game of Thrones. I was so happy to be in that universe again and for it to be good. Oh, absolutely. Again, y'all a bunch of cowards who were like, <laughs> watch it flop because no one even likes Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones is just totally gone. No one even cares about it. You lied. You, you all lied through your teeth. You came back and every one of you came crawling you, by. With your hat in hand. Do I, I was here the whole time, Jack. I, I never strayed. I always said I was excited. I did, Jack. Go back. Listen to the tapes. I listened to, hey, I listened to the tapes when I edited them. I, I was there. So, uh, great. House of the Dragon. Big yeah. winner. God bless. What's the next one we got? Let's do action movies, Jack. All right. So, these are the non-genre specific sort of action movies. Um, 
So a little bit less serious than the drama ones we just did. Um, so I have Violent Night, The Gray Man, Bullet Train, Uncharted, Top Gun Maverick, Ambulance, and The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. You saw Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I yes. did not. The rest of these we all saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Neither of us saw Uncharted. That's true. We did not see Uncharted. Uh, Bill had a massive talent. I uh, was a movie with Peter Pascal and Nicolas Cage, where Nicolas Cage plays a caricature of himself uh, who is kind of washed up and he needs money. And then his agent, Daniel Pat- Patrick Harris, goes, all right, man, uh, here's a million. Someone's going to pay you a million dollars to perform to like code his birthday party. Also, probably not enough money to get out of his debts. But, you know, he need a nice round million dollar number. You think it's weird that he did the movie about that? Because he is kind of broken in real life because of how much money he spent. Yeah, I'm, maybe. And he, yeah, you ever think that sometimes when these people play roles like that that are a little close for comfort? And he, hey, a job's a job. I, think I guess he, so. He I guess that money. Maybe they're bigger men than I. Yeah, but I feel like I'd always feel weird about that. And yeah, but and like the whole his whole plot mark in the movie is that like he's trying to his like family's kind of splintering because like he's kind of working too much and he's like kind of being distant. And he's distant from his daughter because he wants his daughter to like love what he loves. Be like, you should watch all these movies, like the classic, like, but my dream. She's like, I don't want that. You're like, I'm kind of pushed away. And then, you know, him and Pedro Pascal become friends at the end. They're, they're trying to write this movie. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a very like, you know, wholesome, lighthearted movie. It's it's good. It's not not going to blow you away mm-hmm. with like it's interesting, but like it's solid enough that you'll, you won't be there, bored watching it. So is there no twist? Uh, the twist uh, is that he thinks that Pedro Pascal is like the leader of the cartel. But it's his brother. Pedrasco's oh, a good okay. guy. So it's a twist. It's a double twist. Yeah. Because that was what I always assumed the twist of that movie was that like Pedro Pascal was actually like evil, evil or whatever. He's yeah. not though. Yeah, he's not evil. It's his oh, brother okay. who's evil. Oh. I, I was, I was like, no, Pedro Pascal, you can't be evil. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought for sure that was the whole point that like he was going to do something weird to Nick Cage. Like he no. wanted him there so he could like eat him or something. I don't know. There's a very funny part in the movie where they talk, or the two of them are talking about their favorite movies, and he's like Paddington Two. <laughs> he's like Paddington Two. What the? What are you talking about? Which one? Who likes Paddington? Uh, uh, Peter Pascal's character loves Paddington. And in case, like, I've heard it's great. And then they watch it, and then like there's cr- they're both crying, <laughs> and he's like, "I fucking told you." <laughs> he's like, "Paddington is one of the greatest movies I've ever watched." That's, that's it's got 100 percent around tomatoes. It does. Uh, yeah. So what else we got here? Um, Ambulance. That was a fine <coughs> movie we watched. It was certainly a Michael Bay movie. It was, it was certainly a Michael Bay movie. Um, Bullet Train. I actually quite liked a lot. Oh yeah, it was very good. Uh, Violent Night was good for what it was. Um, the Gray Man. Not very good. No, we talked about that, but that's like a wild movie. We couldn't even watch it. We it was pretty bad. We couldn't make. We paid more attention to the Star Wars holiday special than we did to the Gray Man. That's probably true. Or yeah. equal. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, probably more because at no point during the holiday special I'd take a Lego on your desk and throw it just to do something else, <laughs> and then explode it everywhere. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Top Gun Maverick. Have you yet to see this still? No, I haven't seen it. You're a fuck. You're an idiot. Well, you didn't see the movies I've seen. That's true. Yeah, I mean, tell me, I'm up on you. I'm up on you. Okay, but which one of these is the top grossing movie of this year? I don't know. Shut up. Shut up. I I hate you. you. Couldn't tell you if I wanted to. So, Top Gun Maverick. Um, pretty good movie. I got my problems with it. I do think it's there's a lot of like the plot is kind of weak, and there's some logical dummy stuff of like it's just a couple different things. The very beginning, he ejects from a plane that's going Mach 10. He should die. He, he should would die, of course. Of squish. course he would die. But then Ed Harris is stronger than Mach 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's absurd. He dies in the first 10 minutes of this movie. No question. Yeah. Um, and then he ejects like twice more. You can only eject so many times before it ruins your spine. Yeah. That's beside the point. Um, the whole movie, they're like, these guys are too good. They have they have sixth generation fighters. Why? Why do they have sixth generation fighters and you guys don't when you're the U.S. Navy? <laughs> Just use your F-22s, or 
I think F-22s are Air Force. But they have F-35s. They could borrow from the Air Force. The point is, you're the United States Navy. You're the second most powerful Air Force in the world behind the The United (laughs) States Air Force. You obviously have the stuff to compete with this. It's such weird. It's so weird. It's just, I think it's just a little bit of propaganda is what it comes down to of like, you need to somehow make the United States Navy like the underdog for this one. Yeah. Silly. Um, I don't know if they, I don't feel like they ever even gave a good reason why they couldn't just like missile strike the air base or the, the, Nuclear enrichment facility. Yeah. Also, it's like somehow this weird place where it's a nation that has, and they never name it, right? They well, never tell you who they're fighting, who has like the most advanced fighters on the planet, but also can't really do their. They right. haven't, yeah, they haven't figured out nuclear weapons yet, which is weird. At the end, they like shoot down two of these fighters with an F 14 from the 80s, and it's probably not even an upgraded one. It's just a lot of logical stuff that's pretty dumb. But, mm-hmm. um, man, this- is it a spectacle? For the spectacle of it, for sure. So you got to give it that. So what are we ranking these? I think I think Bullet Train is going to slightly edge out Top Gun for me, just because Bullet Train had a lot of good like character stuff in it and like yeah. lots of fun callback. It's 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 very much my kind of movie. Yeah, I was impressed by it. I it didn't it take itself too seriously. It was kind of goofy, but it had like some heart and stuff. And I liked the whole. I I don't know. I just love it. It reminds me of like a uh, Guy Ritchie type beat. I don't yeah, know. I, I very much uh, Bullet Train. I think I talked about. It, but I very much enjoyed the like Brad Pitt. Was kind, wasn't supposed to be there. Like he was an un, he was an unknowable entity. Like he was an unchecked variable, and he was just like his whole luck thing. Yeah, there's lots of fun little stuff like that, and, the, and I liked you know Tangerine and Lemon. Oh, yeah, they're great. Giving Percy Jackson's actor the Percy sticker. Yeah, that's great. a great little thing. So I think there's some fun stuff there. What are the other movies on this list? I totally forgot our whole list. Uh, Gray Man, Violent Night, Uncharted, Top Gun, Ambulance, and Bearable Weight of Talent. Oh, I guess I'd probably have to go with. Bullet Train and then Unbearable Weight because I saw them. Yeah, sure. Uh, bottom two, the ones I've seen, definitely Gray Man, all the way at the bottom. Yeah. And then maybe, although I've heard Uncharted's really not very. I've good, heard that's so. not good either, but I haven't seen it, so I won't. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be fair, and I think probably Animals has to be second worst, not because it's a bad movie, but I just think Violent Night is more fun because it's Santa killing people. It is more fun, not just Jake Gyllenhaal goes insane for a, an hour and a half, crazy for a while there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Maverick's great, and it, and it's like a phenom. I mean, it took the world by storm. Right? Oh yeah, so you got to give it that. Didn't they make it? Didn't they increase its theater run? Oh, it, it was in theaters for like two hundred plus. Yeah, days. It was forever. So, yeah, good, good on it. But I think, I think Bullet Train's a little more inspired, probably. Again, Top Gun's a phenom, and every and they were going on about like, I've made the best. Tom Cruise is like, I've made the best movie ever you could possibly make. <laughs> we actually flew the jets, you know, and it's like that's great and all, Tom Cruise, but shut the hell up. Yeah, shut, uh, in a very real sense, uh, could you just shut up a bit? <laughs> okay, um, let's do drama shows, Jack. You ready? Or anything non, yeah, anything on. non uh, genre here. So I have the Terminalist, Under the Banner of Heaven, Euphoria, Tokyo Vice, and Dexter. Um, there's definitely other examples in this category for sure, right. of course. But I think this is just about everything that you and I watched, and one we didn't watch that I just threw in for to pad it out a bit. Mm-hmm. So what do we think, Jay? Also, actually, I didn't see Terminal List either. <laughs> so it's just, it's just Euphoria. It's and, just Under the Banner of Heaven, Euphoria, Euphoria, and Tokyo Vice for me. And I don't, you didn't even watch Tokyo Vice, did no. you? No. So I only got two. There it is. So I guess I guess I have to have to rank them probably Under the Banner of Heaven and then Euphoria. Because Euphoria Season 2 is just kind of a mess. It very much just yeah, a mess. kind of. Now, yeah. granted, is the first episode oh, actually, our most downloaded mind. episode? Yes. But Dexter New, Dexter New Blood was last year even, so. Oh, so... <laughs> What are we even supposed to do? You've ruined the sanctity of this list. Whoops. God damn it. Whoopsie-aisy. 
So there you go. <laughs> just got three. <laughs> just got three. Um, I want to watch the Terminalist. I mean, I think it it's it was pretty well received for what it was. Um, but what it is, it's just kind of a like a action Chris Pratt thing. So, mm-hmm. but I just remember being like, it's cool. Chris Pratt's in a show. It's, I feel like it's much more um nebulous nowadays in terms of like movie actors being in TV and vice versa. I think there was a period where it was like you didn't novel. You really didn't want to be in a mo- TV show if you could help it. Those are two very distinct like classes of movies or of kind of actors, actors in a lot of cases like. You mean they, they were kind of fighting to get out of movies. TV. So you could be in, or yeah, sorry, I keep going back, but you get it. Mm-hmm. But it's a little more nice. But streaming, it's just kind of yeah, with streaming and like Marvel shows and all um, that. Yeah, under the banner of heaven, we enjoyed a lot, right? Yeah. We talked about it quite a bit. Um, pretty good, man. There's some really interesting stuff in there, and it inspired me to go out and get the book and stuff and read. And reading is always important. Reading is important, kids. So, um, that's good. It's got a lot of ideas. I mean, I'm, I don't. Again, I. We talked about this a lot. I tried to sort of hedge my bets a, a bit, and we tried to be a little diplomatic of like, I don't know how perfectly accurate it is in each and every aspect, but I think it's probably got the right idea for the most part. It's got the gist. Yeah. So maybe Mormon's uh, got a little sketchiness sketchy. to it somewhere. Yeah. The most the most nicest way we can put it, mm. got some things you could look There's into. There's a couple of bad apples, maybe. At least a couple. Maybe more than a couple. Maybe, maybe most of them. Well, you know what they say about bad apples, Jack? Sometimes it kind of poisons the whole bunch. So yeah, sometimes okay. bad apples only grow on bad trees. I think maybe. And it's like it's you know it's tough when you're watching a show and you got to root for the cops. Famous haven of bad apples. <laughs> yeah, it's cop. It's a bunch of bad apples against a bunch of bad apples. Is what that show is. It's just the bad apples on bad apples. It's apples to apples. <laughs> it is in a lot of ways. And nobody wins. No, but good movie show. Whatever. Whatever. It Andrew was. Garfield. Excellent. That's another example. Andrew Garfield's like a real actor and he was in that. So yeah. Fucking good on him. Uh, Sam, the guy who plays Jake Sully. What's his face? Oh, yeah. Sam Worthington was in that show. Good uh, on him. Kurt Russell's boy. Kurt Russell's boy. Oh, my God. Kurt Russell's boy. <laughs> what a guy. I forgot about him. Um, hey, good show. Uh, a good show. Good show. Um, you Tokyo fo- Vice. Didn't watch Tokyo Vice. I did. HBO show. A lot of HBO shows on this list if you've started to pick up. <laughs> um, they did good. Loved them. Um, it was pretty good, man. I'm not a big... Um, uh, weeaboo type character like like hold you on are. now I'll cut that out <laughs> I won't allow that to that won't air <laughs> but uh, I thought it was cool I like seeing J- J- Tokyo I was like this is a neat place yeah because Tokyo nineties Tokyo so I was like wild is, Tokyo this is, wild. <laughs> this is fun I love it um he learned Japan for that and Selegor did he learned Japan <laughs> he learned how to speak Japanese like fluently apparently for that uh, movie or show that's good hell. so. Because of, and it kind of makes sense because it's an entire show set in Japan. They talk, you know, speak in Japanese a lot. So he was like, you know what? Some some point, projects he should just learn it, and yeah. he did. And apparently, he truly is like fluent. Like, I mean, I don't speak it, so I don't know. But from what I'm I've more read, fluent than I'd ever be. People say he really can do it, which I mean, I don't know. Like I said, right, rarely stands out to me because I don't speak Japanese. But they say he did like bang up job, stellar. So that's cool. Um, it's got Ken Watanabe. He's always Love great. Love Ken Wanabe. He's great. So uh, He's in yeah, it's a cool show. Inception. He's in the Godzilla yeah, movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So great they're stuff. doing another season of that. Um, also, inspired me to buy the book. I own the book. Hey, look so. at that. How many seasons are there so far? Just the one so far. It's just oh. The first season this oh, year. I so it's season. cool. And a bit of a cliffhanger. I don't know what they're going to do. Probably get the probably get the Yakuza. Probably. Probably get the Yakuza. You got to get the Yakuza. Apparently, it, like, again, also don't know how strictly true it is but i was reading it inspired me to read a bit about it and like apparently in the 90s the yakuza really did have like a massive stranglehold on japan on japanese like society and stuff whereas very much not as much anymore mm-hmm. but um in the 90s in particular it was like yeah they still were they were running stuff a in real a big, threat a big kind of way which is interesting like the mob back in the yeah, day yeah yeah exactly so 
So we'll probably move on to a different right? race. I could take out of that. So what do we... Oh, wait. Do we rank yet? Well, we didn't talk about Euphoria. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, like you said, kind of a mess. Pretty good. I mean, we, we got into it pretty thoroughly for a while there. We were talking about it every week. But, um, I mean, the first season's very good. I was we going into depth on Euphoria quite a lot. And um, yeah. I don't know. I guess that makes us teenage girls or whatever they were saying. But I really do think it's... And I said this every every week pretty much. But I think it is a cut above like your standard sort of teen drama thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Had some problems. I mean, it still had some good stuff in there. A little messy. I don't know what they're doing with that show. It's probably going to be another million years before they can do another season. Yeah. These kids are all going to be in their 30s, I think. So, I don't I don't fucking know. Yeah. And what was that thing for it? Oh, I thought, shit, it's gone. They're talking about it. Uh, You know, uh, the actually by his cat, she's gone. They made cat awful because of disagreements. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that very much. Sunday is too busy. Yeah. I mean, she's the best part of that show for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's other... I, there's other good actors in there for sure. But she's like, I mean, she she's on the front. She's on the cover. Hunter, whatever her name Schaefer? is. Schaefer? Yeah. Was it Schaefer? Yeah, Hunter Schaefer. Yeah. God bless. Um, Let that Elliot kid do a song for three oh, yeah. minutes uninterrupted. What's he What's he called? He's a, he's a singer guy. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, it's not The weekend. He's somebody. No, he's not The weekend. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who his name is. I have a song on my iPhone. Let's see. I brought it up. Is it Tame Impala? He's it's, one guy. <laughs> he, he might be Tame Impala. <laughs> Can you believe it is one guy? That doesn't sound Dominic Fike. Dominic Fike. That's his name. He's all right. They're all pretty good. Yeah, they're City Sweeney and the girl plays big Maddie. Dude, the big the girl chick who plays oh. Maddie. They're all pretty great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know what's going on with that fucking thing. Season three, Tom Hiddleston. Nah, probably that, right. That'd be good. I like that. <laughs> I don't know what he'd do. So I think the winner for me has got to be Under the Banner of Heaven. I agree. Really good show. All right. Into our take into our next list. I got animated movies here. You ready? I'm ready. I got Lightyear, Turning Red, Strange World. Minions, The Rise of Gru, The Bad Guys, The DC League of Super Pets, and this is, this is one special for you, Jack. I have One Piece Film Red. Well, I didn't see any. I didn't see the back half of any of those. You didn't see One Piece Film Red? I didn't get a chance to, no. Why? What? I should have. I didn't when did One it. Piece Film Red comes out? It came out in November. I could have watched it for sure. Oh, I, my I, God. I but didn't. you love One Piece. I do. I it. did that specially for you. I know, and I appreciate that. Fucking Did know. not watch it. <laughs> I didn't see any of those ones either, though. I didn't see Bad Guys or DC League of Super Pets or Minions. I just figured I'd pad out the list a bit. Yeah. Or actually, straight. We, we, we only saw two, I think. Because <laughs> um, I didn't see Strange World yet either. You see anything about that? Strange. Uh, not too You're much. aware of it, right? I mean, I've it's got Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, we saw trailers and stuff. Apparently, they seemingly like severely underserved the marketing for that movie. That's for some I, reason. I did hear some of those. And that. it it uh, did terribly. Predictably tanked, and um, it's already on Disney Plus now. Really? Oh yeah, you didn't know? No. Oh yeah, it's already on Disney Plus. So I I might go watch it there at some point i don't know if it's any good or not because it seems like no one really even saw it to form an opinion but yeah it seems to be a bit of a holdover from um previous bob bob or no bob chapek remember when he was all like no one likes animation those are for dumbass kids yeah no adults have ever watched any of our movies um <laughs> so it seems like that's a holdover from him but now that he's gone and bob Iger, chadley bob Iger's like i love cartoons <laughs> bring um, more co- that's the whole point of this company we might fix it and then we saw Lightyear, which well um we talk about it looks really good. It's like incredibly, it looks incredible. Really, yeah. it does. Lying it's weird. Story. It's such a weird fucking movie, dude. It's such a weird because film. it's a movie that in the universe of Toy Story is a movie that they showed to get him to buy. There's no way. I would not buy. A, I wanted the little cat. Again, we went into it a lot, but like, more than in, more than two twenty old men probably should. But it should have been more fun. 
It should, there should have been more aliens in space. It's, it all took place on one gross, like, rocky planet. With a bunch of weird And plants. he was sad because all his friends died because of in, because of fucking Interstellar. Yeah. They, they did, like, Baby's First Interstellar. What a bizarre fucking movie. I understand the whole, like, Pixar movies are for everyone. Like, they're supposed to really have genuine appeal for the adults as well. I get it. It's always been the case. But this was a bit. This maybe took that to a whole new level. Of Are there socks like, in your hand? Yeah, bro. Bro, don't worry about it. It's just... Don't just, worry about it, bro. God. Just, just wondering. But it took it to a whole new level of doing like the sad and interstellar thing of yeah. like, oh, relativistic time travel means that my family grows old and dies before my eyes. God. Uh, I'm alone in the galaxy. And it's like, why, Buzz? I why got my we, robot cat. Why are we doing this to Buzz Lightyear? Space he, Ranger. Yeah. Why it take so long to figure out how to do fuel? The thing that you know. should know how to do. I don't know. And what then the, at the end, they're like, now we can be Space Rangers. Give me that movie. Give me the movie where they're Space Rangers and go out to the galaxy and find the aliens and stuff. What the fuck? The meat sandwich thing. I there didn't was like no either. aliens in the whole movie. Can you even like wrap your head around that? There was no aliens in the movie. Does that even make any sense? Nah, not to me. Um, and Turning Red was really good. Turning Red was pretty. But so one, I guess we got to give it to Turning Red. One thing I have to say about Turning Red: no reference to 9/11. It's weird that they didn't directly <laughs> call it out, isn't it? No, because that was the very much the vibe. It's like we're in like a post 9/11 world. But how do you get to a post 9/11 <laughs> world? Yeah, how, how do you? How, yeah, what, that's not what happens post? You, you, have, know, to, you have to have. You what have happens? To, what happens in a pre post nine eleven world? What happens pre that? <laughs> right, nine eleven. It's it's very funny because right after we did that episode where we joked about this because clearly, obviously, we're joking because that'd be insane for a children's movie to address it. A Twitter post that Twitter post went viral of a guy like having that exact thing as maybe serious. Like this, have you, did you see this? Where somebody on Twitter it was like maybe a movie review channel was like, why don't they talk about it in the movie? And I was like, is this guy a troll? And it was right that came right off the heels of us <laughs> who had done it as a, as a clear joke. That is funny. But yeah, Turning Red has to take it. Uh, it had a lot of heart. It was a very fun movie. Really very nice. c- cutesy art style. I liked it. Just a fun time. Just, it really uh, was. It was a lot of fun. She had cool panda powers. Yeah. There was just a shaman's were real. Yeah. A lot of implications shaman. for this world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big shaman stuff. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. Could, 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 actually, here's the thing. Could the mom with her giant panda form, could she have stopped 9 11? <laughs> if she wasn't too, too cowardly to Could do she have caught like a plane? I probably. Instead, she's like, oh, we gotta keep this tam down. She couldn't think of all the lives she could have <laughs> saved, Jack. <laughs> actually, bottom of the list. Boo. Minions rise of Groot top of the list now. Good stuff. Good stuff out of you. <clears throat> all right. Um, let's, let's do show. Another show. I got comedy shows, Jack. All the comedy shows this year. And by all the ones, I mean all the ones I cared to talk about. All right. Um, okay, I got Archer. You know Archer, right? Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, Archer, Shorzy, Letter Kenny. Our Flag Means Death. Uh, the Rehearsal, which is the new Nathan. Nathan. Fielder. Fielder, yep, chill. Um, Reservation Dogs, Wednesday, and The Bear. So how many of those did you see? <sighs> all the way through? Oh, wait, have you, have, you, have you seen none of these shows, Jack? No, uh, hold on. Now, all the way through, because I've seen... <laughs> I've seen two episodes of Wednesday. Have you? And that's it. And Good I, enough. That's more of Wednesday than I've seen. Oh, it's not for me. Wednesday. I don't think it's for me either, probably. A lot of people liked it. It's like the, it beats Stranger the things. most popular show they've ever done. It beats Stranger Things. That has the most like broad appeal than yeah than Stranger. Stranger Things seems to more like a crowd-pleaser type dealio, but whatever. But yeah, I've not seen any of these other shows. So I saw Short Archer. Archer season, it's like it's like season 12. Right. It's, it's They're really getting there. into it. Um, I love Archer. It's one of my favorite ones. It's kind of in that like pantheon for me of like just fun, feel good, my nice comfort show to just turn on. So um, I'm, I don't, I'm not really one to say a bad word on it. So Archer's good. Um, Shorzy is the new Letterkenny spinoff that came out this year. 
Mm. Really pleasantly surprised by that. Not, I mean, not that I didn't expect to like it, but I thought it was even better than I would have expected. Really great. A lot of heart to that one. Um, and also very funny. Dude, I mean, these guys kill me, right? Yeah, Letter yeah. Kenny I've talked about before. Um, I think the same thing happened last year when I talked about Letter Kenny, which is that I haven't seen the newest season of Letter Kenny that came out this year because it came out on Christmas Day and I haven't had a chance yet. Um, which is exactly what happened last year. But yeah. I have since seen last year's season. Really good. This show is amazing. Um, it's like same thing as Archer. It's in like the top for me. It's like it's in the same kind of category as like It's Always Sunny for me. Mm-hmm. Just like my one of my favorite cow shows ever. I love it. And all the quotes and stuff like have pervaded my actual real world. <laughs> like <laughs> lexicon. Lexicon and shit. So it's really good. Um, Our Flag Means Death I actually haven't watched yet and uh, also maybe canceled now. I don't even know. But um, oh. That's it's like a pirate show on HBO. That With Taika Waititi? Yeah, I know it's supposed to be really good. So, um, The rehearsal, I haven't watched either. Reservation Dogs, new season this year. Um, that show's great. That's, what I've heard. That's, that's I've heard a Hulu show. It's really good. Um, I have it in here under comedy because it is comedy. That's what they call it. But it's, um, man, um, it's got some uh, some depth to it for sure mm-hmm. in terms of like some of the stuff they address. Um, there's some there's some grim kind of shit. Uh, like basically one of the central sort of premises of the whole thing is that it's like this group of friends, right? They're they're like a gang. They're the reservation dogs. Yeah. And, uh, the one member kills himself prior to the events of the show. Jesus. Um, the one member, her mom was killed in like a drunk driving thing when when they were young, and like because they live in this small reservation town and everything, like everyone knows each other, and it's just like it's this wound on the whole town of like how her mom died young and all that, and like. There's some heavy stuff this show does. Sounds like um, I've seen clips of that. Of the one character sees that that like has like that native char- yeah, like character character spirit. Yeah, yeah, the spirit guy is in the horse. Who's always talking to him? That's that. There's some very funny stuff there. But then there's also like a part where uh, the one character. I mean, this is a spoiler for season two. But the one character, her grandma dies, and then she sees her dead grandma as a spirit briefly, and it's like, Ooh. yeah, there's some heavy stuff. There's some. He- there's some very heavy. There's several episodes where I'm like, oh, holy shit! <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Is it getting a third season? Do you know? Yeah, I think so. Good for um, it. It's it's really good. I I was really like pleasantly surprised. Um, think it's I think it's exceptional. So I gotta give it to I think Shorzy though personally. Um, and then Reservation Dogs will be a close second for me because I just I love Letterkenny and the boys behind them. The whole yeah, Jared Kiso seems to just like I don't know. I guess the I only just vibe with his comedy and stuff. So. The only clip I've seen of Shorzy is when they're doing the locker room interview. He's like, what do you think? He goes, oh, we don't got to bark down. I got a couple guys out for injuries. Take it very seriously. And, this, <laughs> and just all like the classic. Oh, yeah. Courage. I thought that was funny. Also, yeah. I meant to watch, but I didn't. They so. got three guys on their team named Jim. <laughs> it's a very funny scene. He's like, okay, so you're going to come uh, be on the hockey team? He's like, what, what do you name? He's like, Jim. He's like, I'm Jim. He's like, he's like all, all three of you, Jim. <laughs> and he's like, oh, maybe we should use your last name. So they're like, no, we prefer to be called Jim. And he's like, could we do like a nickname, like a variation? <sighs> It's like, no, we just prefer to be Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. There's a lot of very funny. funny jokes. There's a part where they're like, um, after the game, or they give the game stick. Yeah. Right? Which, I don't know. You played hockey, right? There's no there's no game stick. There's no game stick, right? Sometimes a puck. Game puck. Okay. But, you know, but it's not like... But here's the joke, Jack. Yeah. It isn't a hockey stick. It's a drumstick. It's ice cream. <laughs> you get the game stick at the end of the game. <laughs> and there's a part where he's like, what? I don't remember who exactly or why, but he, he gets the game stick and then everyone's like, well, well, we won the game. Shouldn't we all get a game stick? It's like, yeah, I mean, we all won. He's like, yeah, but then well, but he got the game stick for doing good. And he's like, all right, well, what if he gets the game stick first? So we, we recognize that what he did. And then we all get a game stick. <laughs> and then it just cuts to them and they all have got drumsticks. <laughs> it's very good. I love it. That's very funny. funny. So, oh, oh, the bear. Also the bear. The bear is very good. The bear is really good, too. I've only seen one clip where Skeen calls a bunch of people QAnon fuckheads or something. Snyder cut loving. Yeah. <laughs> Q&A. I showed it to you because 
It was, I thought you'd find it funny because he makes fun of them for liking the Snyder Cut. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, skiing is one. <laughs> I love it. That's another one, though, where it's barely a comedy because it it's is kind of like, heavy at yeah. times. That's another one that actually deals pretty heavily with um, suicide. So Ugh. another character kills themselves prior to the events of that show. So. Isn't that why he takes over? Isn't that's like why the, he takes the catalyst? Over. Yeah, exactly. Because his brother, John Bernthal. Kills him. Like, that's upsetting. I that's love Jerm Bomb. Very, very upsetting. He's still in the show, though. You know, he's there. You get flashbacks. Flashback and, and ghosts and stuff. Um, does a lot with cooking. That's what I said when t- we talked about the menu, right? I'm like, hey, there's something to this. Yeah. I've seen enough. I've watched, I've like, I've seen enough of my mom watching the Food Network to be like, I understand some of the things they're saying here. Yeah, I know. I know what, I know what an onion is. I yeah. Can- <laughs> you chop it up. Okay. Okay. And kn- knives. I know knives. Very good. So, also, big shout out to the bear. But I think for me, it's got to be Shorzy. And then, yeah. I mean, Letter Kimmy's great, but... I gotta give it to the two episodes of Wednesday I watched. Great. It's the only thing I watched. What were the worst? We we, I don't think we... Have you been doing the worst the last couple of segments? I don't know if we have. Well, the last one we only saw two of them, so... Right, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really dislike any of these, so... You had to pick a worst one. I guess Wednesday, then. Incredible. <laughs> Not sure I didn't watch. Actually, I'll, actually, you know what? I'll switch it. I'll put one piece of film right at the top, because it's going to be one piece, and I'm going <laughs> to love it regardless, and then two episodes of Wednesday, and then I'll put Shorzy at the bottom. These are different categories. No, that's fine. You're mixing. You're mixing. Oh, I'm mixing. mixing. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, 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 I've lost I myself. I thought that was a joke. No. Oh, yeah. Sure. That was a joke. <laughs> I totally meant that. All right. Jeez. Next one. Back to our bread and butter, Jack. All Superhero right. TV shows. Right. So we got Moon Knight, Peacemaker, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, The Boys, and then I put Titans in. But I don't think either of us watch either of no. those. Um, I just want to put them in here to say that I hate Titans. No, this is a bad, bad show. It It shouldn't exist. Why does it exist? Why do they feel the need to do so many of these, like, shows that are, like, not really superhero It's like, fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. I hate Batman. I'm cool. I'm Robin. I'm not, we're not going to make a show about Batman, but it's going to have, like, Robin and, like, Superboy. Would you, is that something I should do in? Oh, just make a Batman movie or show, you say. (laughs) We're going to have Ian Glenn in it. He's going to be Batman, but he's never going to put the suit on. What do you think of that? Jorah Mormont's Batman. You like that? He is? I yeah. would like that. That's what I said. Ian Glenn. Yeah. Oh. But he, again, he doesn't put the suit on, so it doesn't fucking matter, Jack. He's just there, and they're like, I hate you. You're a bad dad, Batman. And he's like, I tried, Dick. I tried. I tried to be a good dad. I'm very mentally ill. Can't you tell by the- I'm Batman. I <laughs> I'm literally Batman. I don't I don't really understand it either, all right? Give me a break. Um, But that's not a show we watched or liked, so um, Moon Knight. Good Pretty show. Good. Pretty good. Had it. some flaws, for sure. That's um, what we got into. Like, it had the last the last episode- Um. L, but the schmuck. Yeah. The Marvel last episode effect of just like, eh. And whatever. There's nothing of this. They just did a big fight. Okay. And I do think it's weird that they they so much ham it up like, guys, this is going to be like a serious like investigation into mental health and the human psyche. And then they just did the most basic Hollywood version of that ever of like, look at it's two guys and they talk to each other. It's not again. And then the one guy didn't want to fight just fights at the end and kills all the guys. He got over it. Isn't that something? Isn't that Mm -hmm. fun? so, I mean, again, as I said about 40 times when we were watching the show, I'm not I'm not a fucking like psychiatrist or anything, but I do think some of that's a little questionable. Uh, but overall, good. I love Moon Knight. We talked about it. I love Moon Very Knight. Very much. He's a cool guy. I love that he's got a moon copter. Can't wait till he comes back. Moon copter? Midnight Suns thing? Moon copter? Wasn't in there, but maybe we'll get Moon copter. See, this is what I think. I think when they rewrite Blade, there's going to be a scene. All, all hope seems lost. Blade's shown by vampires. Marshall Lee's like, oh, how am I going to blade my way out of this one? <laughs> I've and only then, got this one blade. And then he hears... <laughs> and then in the distance... <laughs> it's the moon copter. And he goes, I gotta... Co-. And then he jumps down and he goes, it's me, Moon Knight. You've seen the moon copter, right? Yeah, it's, it's just like a thing, but it... It doesn't actually spin, you know, Yeah, but right? it'd be funny if it did. 
gets there and he's just dizzy as well. He's like, hold on, give me a second, Blade. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's great. Um, Peacemaker, pretty good, man. Very good. Probably the best DC show they've ever done, maybe. Oh, definitely. Uh, John Cena, very funny guy. He's very good at yeah, comedy. He's really good. A lot of, again, lot, it's a James Gunn thing. A lot of comedy, a lot of heart, though. It really does. Serious yeah. moments. For sure. He he kills his dad, who's a racist. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> he kills his uber racist father. Wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, uh, Ms. Marvel? The Dutch League also shows up. We have oh, Jason yeah, Momoa show up, yes. and he says, fuck. Good That's stuff. pretty good. Probably the last time we'll ever see him. No, nah, I'm just kidding. He's doing Aquaman 2, and then Lobo, maybe. Last time we'll see Ezra oh. Miller, for sure, um, after the Flash. So, yeah, Peacemaker, great. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel? Did, we liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Did it have to be a show? He probably would have done all right as a movie. Yeah. Or a special. Too. Could be. Yeah. Good. I think it deserved a little more than 40 minutes or whatever. That's true, probably. Might have been more movie length. We liked it quite a bit. We were pleasantly surprised because we came into it being like, oh, a show about a, like a high school teenage girl for us. No yeah, way. It kind of was. Yeah, why not? It's for everyone. We kind of realized this this year that like that's nonsense. That doesn't make any sense because obviously a show isn't just, any piece of art isn't just for the specific demographic that it's depicting, right? Yeah. That wouldn't make any sense. It's for everyone. So there you go. I'm not a I'm not like a mid 14th century peasant, but I can still watch medieval movies and shit, can't I? Of course, we watched the last duel, didn't we? we watched the last duel. I've seen Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> I'm not a blacksmith. <laughs> now, upsetting news about Miss Marvel: uh, her dad, the actor, accused of sexual assault. Oh, the actor? Yeah. What do you say? You're saying the act? The actor who played her dad? Okay. Uh, sent like uh, ba- like lewd pictures to like a 15 year old. That guy. Ooh. And we talked about how such a he was such a good yeah. dad, too. Yeah, oh, we did, didn't geez. we? I, and I looked into it, too, and it's true. I went, man, report multiple times, yeah. That's tough. It's a tough thing. Uh, but we liked the show. She-Hulk. Good show. Well, we quite liked. We had a great time with She-Hulk, Very despite good. everyone else. Again, that's one where it was kind of tiresome just because of how much yelling there was on the internet, but we liked it regardless, mm-hmm. I think. We powered through. Because everyone's just like, boom, daredevil. Boom, boom, what? Why are they going to make her a She-Hulk? Where's my He-Hulk? Wait a minute. What's wrong with the He-Hulk we got? I got a she- What was wrong with the He-Hulk? <laughs> oh, my God. So that was pretty terrible. But yeah. it ended up being like quite good, I think. And and yeah. I love that last episode. And maybe She-Hulk's going to be in Daredevil? Yeah, probably. Be cool. I If we get... No, I don't... This is, this is maybe shooting high. We if Because this is it's possible that in one episode of Daredevil, we could have him, the Punisher, She-Hulk, and Spider-Man just hanging out. Which I think they should. I, I'll just I'm, say I'm on, I'm on board for it. I think that'd be great. Throw Luke Cage in there. Throw him up. Fuck it. Throw Jessica Jones in there. Jessica Jones. Look I think Iron Fist guy can I, stay I home. saw rumors about the two of them. So yeah, I, Finn Jones. Apparently, they're just like mm, you can. Iron Fist is not a priority. <sighs> Although it'd be great if they got. <coughs> Excuse me. It'd be great if they got Colleen Wing back because I uh, I like Jessica Henwick. So yeah. Um, then the boys. The boys. Right? It means the boys. Very good, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, continues to be an incredible show. Um, yeah, really, yeah, great. Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy, a great addition. Played as well very well. Great at, um, adding to it. Homelander just becomes crazier and crazier. And uh, Billy the Butcher's dying. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see, huh? Yeah, season four. Hopefully this year. They're they're filming it as of yeah, no, this they fall. Sh- Maybe fall this year, but I think it could come out. Yeah. That was so. what the first two seasons, I think the tempo they kept was like yeah. summer and then fall of the following year. And then it obviously got all disrupted. But yeah, Cold they it. were fa- filming it last year. So mm-hmm. I reckon they should be able to pull it off. But how are they going to have four middle fingers at the end of the shooting? I don't know, Jack. Four guys. I don't know. Uh, so for my ranking of this, you know, I'm going to go against the grain a little bit. I'm going to say uh, it's the boys and Peacemaker for me. 
I want in two, I think. But you but you hate DC. Jack. I do, but what no. are you what are you doing? I think I'm, I I think so. I, I think those are going to be my one and two. Not that I didn't like... The Boys was great, man. The, the Marvel shows, but I think that, unfortunately, they get a little bit bogged down. Even as, as good as She-Hulk is, it gets a big bogged down and all like the lore it has to it might. juggle. I think She-Hulk is probably my favorite of the Marvel ones. Uh, that's definitely year. true. I would have to say. Um, but I think you're probably right. I think I got to give the edge to The Boys this year. The Boys was great with the like oh. the commentary and stuff in it this year was, was super good. And like, I, I mean... I do gotta ask, like, why they have to go and make it all political? <laughs> I got, I do, I do have to ask that. I mean, it begs the question, doesn't it? It does beg the question. Why do they make it go all political? Like, why you put politics in my superhero show? There's no politics. It doesn't uh, exist. The first two seasons famously devoid of politics. Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird that they went and did that. But that's no, all right. Good on them. So the boys. B- b- bottom two. The boys. Um, Titans and New Patrol. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't watch those, of course. <laughs> so next thing. All right, I got uh, sci-fi movies. How many, how many more lists we got here? A million, Jack. I told you. I have a I, million billion. I got two of my own. Yeah? You think I wasn't going to get to Avatar, though? Oh, you uh, you obviously course, had to know Avatar course. was coming, Jack. No, of course. As we promised last week, we have to talk about <laughs> Avatar for another two and a half hours. <laughs> so strap in, everybody. Um, but yeah, so sci-fi movies, I have Avatar The Way of Water, Prey, Jurassic World Dominion, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I put Sonic the Hedgehog 2 here because I didn't know where else to put it. Now, this is a tough pick because... Everything everywhere all at once. Incredible movie. Absolutely incredible. But Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has an end credit scene where they show Shadow. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it's it's tough. Bit of a toss. <laughs> a bit of a toss. Shadow the Hedgehog is pretty sick. Yeah. He's he edgy. Has a rocket launcher. He doesn't run, he skates. He's dumbest got a rocket launcher, Jack. He's got a machine. He's got a, he's just got a, a AK. <laughs> I love that game. I got that game as a kid. I got my dad to buy it for me at the GameStop. And he, because he was like, oh, I like Sonic back in the day, because my dad had like a fucking Sega Genesis or whatever. Of course. Right? That he played like Sonic and Knuckles on. Actually, he didn't. He had Sonic one. I was talking to him about that this weekend. Well, because my dad got me the Sonic the Hedgehog Legacy right. for Christmas. Because he's your favorite. Like, yeah. Well, no. You just said yes. Well, he's not my favorite. I thought you meant my dad is my favorite. I no, like, no, I meant yeah, I love Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't care about your love for your father. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is not my favorite anything. Hey, don't worry. I'm going to cut you out saying all this. It's just going to be you saying yeah. <laughs> well, he's pretty cool and all, but I like Sonic. I've told you before. I am a Sonic man more than a Mario man, and I'll st- I will stand by that till I die. <laughs> Say go over Nintendo. I hate Nintendo, kind of. We talked about it. We talked you about know. it. Um, oh, but I was like, so like you, you play like Sonic Two, Sonic, and he's like, no, no. He's like, once I got into Sonic and and Sonic and Knuckles and that nonsense, I kind of fell off, and I was like, Dad. He's literally so basic. He's literally an episode four purist. He's like. <laughs> I don't need that Return of the Jedi bullshit. <laughs> He's a Sonic purist. I was like, that's pretty kingly, Dad. I gotta say, good on you. He was like, I used to play, I used to play Madden on my Sega. I was like, yeah, that's great. Good on you. That's fun. Um, uh, but yeah, obviously, everywhere, everything, all, everything, everywhere, all at once is incredible. The only point I give it is the name is hard to say. You it say it too fast. Hard to say. Um, I love that movie. It it might just be the best movie we saw this year. I I think there's the no competition. It was amazing. Uh, we we didn't go into very much detail about it at all. Oh yeah, we we were very vague. So we could do a little bit more of that now. I haven't seen it in a few months. Yeah, I haven't seen it since March. <laughs> I saw it twice. Um, so I saw it again in like April or May or something. I have it on Blu-ray now. So just start watching it, it right now. Let's put it on. All right. Uh, listen, we'll be back in about two. Or you know what? Just actually, we'll just do a live commentary. Live commentary. This episode right will be six hours long. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's incredible. Everyone in that movie is great. Um, the story of that is. Freaking awesome. Michelle Yeoh. Um, everyone else. I don't know their names off the top of my head. The guy who plays Roundup and who's in the Short Goonies. Round, <laughs> Short Round. Roundup. Roundup. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like, it's got 
some really great sci-fi concepts and stuff, but it's got a, a lot, a lot of heart. It might be the only movie this year that made me cry, I think. So it has that distinction. Yeah. Didn't make me cry. Only movie I've seen that had hot dog fingers for sure. <laughs> there you go. Team Lee to curse. Jack famously a, a heartless bastard, so. I have to be. One of us got to be. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Lee Curse is pretty good in this movie as well. Oh, yeah. yeah she's in it. Um, oh, I'm going to feel... What's that guy's name? Here. Who plays Michelle Yeoh's dad. Yeah, I don't He's know. He's got like a hundred... He's a, a very prolific actor. I got you. Yeah. yeah he was in it. He's, he was great in it as, as always. Um, yeah, just a really great movie. Um, Real sleeper hit. Yeah. But not by sleeper hit. I mean, not that sleeper because it, it gained the uh, traction. I think it deserved and it did pretty well. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Best A24 movie this year by far. Fuck absolutely. you, Northman. A24... Uh, Everything of all wants kicks ass. Absolutely. Actually, was I don't think Northman's A twenty four. Was Northman A twenty four? Was the menu? <laughs> I don't think I so. Don't think it was. I'm Googling. Jack, I'm Googling. Burn some time. Uh, fam. So what's the deal with uh, air, airplane food? Uh, stall, Jack. You see stall. about this? I'm, st- I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm vamping. I'm vamping. They did a movie X this year. Are you familiar with this? Is it the one where they just have sex in a cabin? Group of actors set out to make an adult film in rural Texas under the noses of their reclusive host. I think Jenna Ortega's in that movie. And Mia Goth. God, I'm good. I knew a movie. <laughs> there it is. So, what is it? Is the Northern Eight Twenty Four film? Oh, hmm. huh. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> uh, now filmography. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, was everything ever all at once? Not a. It's Eight Twenty Four. Oh, because it's you gotta, you gotta cut this. Stay on the mic. You gotta cut everything. No, you're cutting this all. This. All right. <laughs> uh, the whale was. Right, of oh, there's a lot of them. Jeez, there's a lot of there's a lot of twenty four movies. Oh, Marcel the Shell. I heard about that one. I heard that one was good. Didn't watch it though. Men. Heard, my friend watched that. The one where the whole town is all the one guy. Is that the twist? I don't even think it's a twist. It's in the trailer. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh, everyone she goes to talk to is the same guy. You didn't notice? Okay. Maybe. Everything are all at once. X. Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the menu. Incredible. <laughs> we learned something new. So what's I guess, I guess <laughs> what, what other movies we got on this list? Avatar. Avatar. Ugh. Well, all right. Prey. Jurassic World Dominion. Um, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, a lot of people really really hated it. I thought it was just fun. I thought it was fun too. We didn't. Again, we just weren't that critical of it. I guess, no. which is weird. I I've said this to you before, right? I don't know. I don't know how we decide when we decide to be real assholes about a thing, and when we're just like, I don't know, it's kind of fun though. But, uh, especially because we're like, you shouldn't think Venom Two is fun. <laughs> yeah, Venom Two is so bad you can't even think it's fun. If you think it's fun, I think less of you as a human being. That's how bad it was. And then we're like, well, the dinosaurs are in there. Oh, and there's dinosaurs in this one though. That was pretty good. What are you? What are you got a problem with dinosaurs? I, I can our. I think a, a, a parallel to our like haphazardness of when we criticize movies is akin to how when someone asks you, would you like a receipt? The thing that goes in your head. Because when someone asks me, I don't know if you've had this, what about a receipt? There's no rhyme or reason to if I want it or not. It's just kind of how I'm feeling in the moment. I, mean, I pretty much always say no. So It's up in the air for me. <laughs> okay, sometimes uh, you just take sometimes it. Sometimes I go, ah, I'll take it. What are you doing with that? Throw it out. You're porting it on your... <laughs> just throw it out. But sometimes I take it. And that's how I feel about my criticism. Sometimes I go, I hate this movie. And anyone who's it, if you're the director, I'll find you and kill you. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I'm like... The dinosaurs event, that's kind of fun. I don't think we're coming from an objective place most of the time. Oh, never. I don't know how we decide, but I just know that I hated, hated, hated Venom 2. Hated Venom 2. Oh, it's so bad. I thought thought, uh, Jurassic World Dominion was just a bit of fun. Should have killed all those dinosaurs, though. No, but they're all living in harmony now, so it's good. They're living in harmony, Jack. It's cool. I guess it's They're hanging out with the fucking elephants. Don't worry about it. Jeez. Um, Perhaps. Avatar The Way of Water. Man. (sighs) 
the best film you've ever seen in your whole life, maybe? I'm so glad James Cameron cut those 10 minutes of gun violence. Dollars? Oh, yeah. You want to talk about this? So, yeah. um, another, 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 another thing that James Cameron has decided to come out and say about this movie because he just cannot help himself. He can't shut he's got the fuck the up. the size of fucking Texas. And he just loves talking. And he's the greatest pioneer. He's the great. We, we do all it all to him. We owe everything <laughs> to him, Jack. He is a hero and the world deserves to know. Like, they should know that he did raise the bar and he saved us all. Of course. He gave us a second chance, okay? And you can't take that from him, but he's just got to shut up, I think. <laughs> he's just got to stop talking so much because he doesn't say stuff of value mostly. Not ever. So, he said this week, he was like, I cut 10 minutes of gun violence out because I didn't want there to, because I don't like guns or whatever. It's, it's Clearly, it's like a, you know, whatever, Pandering don't like guns thing. thing. But that's dumb because, like... First of all, there's still lots of guns in there. So Jake Shelley only fights with guns. And it's like, why are the guns the... Pro- like, you have to defeat the humans because you show how bad and evil they are and stuff. Like, that's what it's about. The, the movie isn't, like, anti-violence. Does it make it any better if you kill a human with a poison arrow than with a bullet? But, uh, but an arrow to you, but a javelin to them? That's, again, coded in, like, neurotoxin. So, yeah. um, is that any better? And then also, it's like, yeah, there's still lots of violence. And also, it's like... Your movie was going to be 10 minutes long, even 10 minutes beyond the already absurd runtime. It's going to be almost three and a half hours. Because there was just going to be 10 more minutes of shots of people firing guns. Why? What are you talking about? Or you just, or did you just make it all up just now for this interview? Yeah. I hate him. He's the worst. But we're going to go see Avatar 3 though, aren't we? Um, we're not yeah. going to not see it, are we? I'm, I'm going to watch it uh-huh. fail. Uh-huh. We're going we're gonna to go see it. We're going to go see it. I hate everyone who's been like, clearly everyone does love Avatar, see? No. That's not what's happening here. It's, you gotta, here's the thing. There are meta reasons. I don't. I don't think people appreciate. And I've tried to harbor on this a lot in the show recently. It's my little soapbox. I like standing on. It's nice. Uh, that people like to ignore that the world exists and that like people can be propagandized, like and told this is a big deal. Like most people aren't like us and are like, well, we know all the things about this movie. But people are like people are saying I should watch it. Okay, I don't care that much. Like it's on the day. Like it doesn't. People don't actually care that much about this stuff. It didn't make any cultural impact. You can't tell me it did. I just can't. You can't, right? You can't. The av- Oh, the Avatar effect. Fuck off. No, it didn't. Who cares? They were sad for like an hour. Because people's argument is that like they were just sneaky about it. Or that they're like, what, they're like hot. It's like the same thing as like the silent majority in politics. This is what Avatar Like Machine fans. Gun Kelly fans. Sure. Is that like, guys, you listen, people don't talk about how much they love Donald Trump, but it's just because they're sneaky and they don't like... Maybe it's not fair to compare Avatar fans, Donald Trump, Donald Trump fans, but I'm, I just did it. So <laughs> We're, it's, it's too late. We can't like, edit this. Like guys, I know no one ever talks about Avatar ever, but it, everyone did love it. They just don't talk about it. And when it comes out, a million people are going to go see because they love it so much. It's like no, they're going to go see it because it's interesting and it's like a spectacle. But that doesn't mean everyone loved it. Is moved to by the profound like beauty of of Avatar, Pandora, like in, lost in the world of Pandora. Here's the thing about Pandora: it's just kind of it's just kind of Earth with alien animals. So it's like. We get it. We get it, guys. I had to put on 3D glasses and get a headache for three hours to watch a, a little kid play with a whale for a bit. He played with a whale for too long. He did free willy, maybe? Too many whales. He kind of did free willy, yeah. A, a little bit. I mean, the whale didn't get free. It just killed a bunch of people at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. But, like, he's a killer now. Which so. is a freedom in its own sense, I think. Like, that's weird in the same movie, isn't it? The whole plot where the whales are like, pacifism is the only way. And then James Cameron has a tacit, like scene in that movie where it's like no pacifism isn't the only way you have to fight to like protect yourself and then to be like aha but i didn't want guns in my movie it's like no you're the whole yeah. message of this movie is you that may, you need to you need to fight. fight is that pacifism isn't the way pacifism just allows evil men to rise so you can't have whale to Athawan and then make them wrong and then be like oh but guns are bad am i right why you can't actually only fight with guns 
there's a whole scene where all the where all the fucking Navi insurrectionists like raid a train to steal a bunch of guns so they can kill more of the humans with. They blow up a train with a rocket launcher. I don't. You're a fucking idiot, James Cameron. <laughs> um, but yeah, the best sci-fi movie this year was definitely Everything Ever All at Once. Yeah. So it's a moot point. What's the second best one? Uh, Prey. <laughs> Fuck you, Avatar. I <laughs> no, guess I'm Prey. Avatar's good. I I did like Avatar. But... I guess I'd have to like Avatar. And I do. I do have a pervasive need to go buy all the merch now. So I guess he got me. But um, I guess for pure visual visual spectacle, I might have as much as I hate Avatar. I'll have to give it number two. You be- gotta give it over Prey. Because it was really good, but like I didn't care for Prey as much. Not the same kind as of you thing. liked it. And it's not it's not nearly the level of no, Avatar, is it? It so. can't be. Too many Frenchmen. Way too many Frenchmen. But they all died, which was the good part. Many more well see here's here's the edge. Is that Prey has Prey has some Frenchmen, but then like um Avatar does have some Aussies. So it's kinda like a give It's a give and take. take. Yeah, it's one for me, one for you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Alright, I'm getting some of the more Oh wait, no, okay, last one. Last one I just straight up media. So um games, Jack, video games this year. Okay. So we got, we talked about it pretty notably this year, but we got Elden Ring, we got Lego Star Wars, the video game, right? Or what is it called? Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Saga, the video game. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, uh, Mountain Blade, Banner Lord. And then I also had a couple of honorable mentions from last year, but I played this year. So, I, I mean, I didn't do that for anything else, but I just felt like I did for this one. Was um, Halo Infinite again and uh, <laughs> uh, Deathloop. Oh, let me... Did you have any uh, games you wanted to throw in? Because I don't. Know uh, I'm looking up on actually for right now. I think. Oh, come on, I'm trying to see. I think Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Yeah, that came out this year. I'll throw that in the mix. That's incredible. Game. That's a game I played. Also, I I didn't play it, but God of War Ragnarok is obviously that was a good movie. I paid sixty dollars for. Yeah, <laughs> it's worthy of mentioning, but yeah, don't have much of an opinion because we didn't play it. So, so like a lot of these things, like the last topic, uh, Elden Ring for me wins. Uh, it's the best one. Of all the games. I didn't play a lot of the other games, but... I mean, It's, it's pretty exceptional. It's Elden um, Ring. Also, Midnight Suns came out this year, but... I didn't hear a lot about it. I didn't either. I thought it was kind of fake. And then it, it did actually come out, come out, but like I don't think anyone really played it, so I don't know. I'll probably get it on sale or something. Yeah, or, Marvel, or on... Uh, if it's on Game Pass. Game Pass. Then, yeah, I don't know. We'll Game see. Pass. Um, definitely got to give a big shout-out to like a Star Wars, though. Um, definitely got to give a big shout-out to um, Modern Warfare 2. Mm. Me and a uh, good friend of the show, Colin. We've been playing that a hell of a lot. Guess so, of the show. I can't I can't really like fault it. I mm-hmm. mean it's like everyone loves hating on Call of Duty every year when it comes out. That's that's like a time honor tradition as old as man. Yeah. Like the love actually thing. Yeah, exactly. But um it I mean it's kinda of fun. <laughs> We've been having a good time, so I don't it is what it is. Uh Mountain Blade two Banner Lord, I'm enjoying quite a bit. Uh Deathloop, like I said, was a game last year, but I didn't have a chance to play it till this year when I got a new Xbox. A lot of fun. Really, really cool game, really mm-hmm. cool concept, I think. Um it's basically Groundhog Day, but Video the game. video game, but more death, a little bit more death, yeah, oh, quite a bit more death, really, but uh, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Elden Ring is uh, kind of exceptional, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's probably the most impressive game they've ever done, and I mean, a lot of the From Software games are like beloved, right? Yeah, it's their best selling. Like, it's just from just a number standpoint, it's like it's pretty exceptional. And um, I probably other than Call of Duty, but it's not really the same kind of thing, right? Um, Put a lot of time into Call of Duty, but probably put more time into Elden Ring than any other game this year, single player wise for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's big and expansive, and I still have my problems with it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I do still think it's like it's weird how little guidance the game gives you sometimes. I do think it'd be better if the quests were easier to follow and do. So much of my time playing the game is just spent like looking shit up and just doing what it tells me. Which I mean, I very much enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but like that's not ideal, is it? No, I yeah. I'm mean, like, I, I guess I should just be so good that, like, you just figure it out, but you just can't. I don't know. No, a, I, a game as huge as that, it's like, I, again, I played it for, like, hundreds of hours, I think. Uh, 
Yeah, I think so. I, honestly. And then it still is, is there's times where it's like, bro, it's, I, I mean, I would have never found this ever on my own without looking this mm-hmm. up. This like place I have to delve down into to kill the fucking whatever. Horrible monster beyond. The blood guy. What's he called? Oh, Moog. Yeah. yeah like I, how would I have ever found that guy down in the sewers? Are you kidding me? Like come the fuck on, please. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. There are definitely a lot of points where I'm like, well, I want to get this. I I'm, I don't feel like running around every corner. I'm just going to look it up. I don't know how to get the fire. Yeah. Without look, I mean, you don't know how to... Again, the quests of the game are like really kind of vague. Um, So I wish it was a little bit better in terms of that stuff, but I'm sure there's also people out there who are like, I love that it's so kind of yeah. mysterious and you got to figure it all out for yourself. So I, I think I can kind of play both sides of that. Like I definitely did enjoy it when I first got it. Uh, when I just running around and like having all that expanse, but also I am like someone who's played a lot of the front software games. I've played most of them, so like I I kind of know what I'm getting into. Like I'm like, all right, well it's gonna be kind of hard to follow, and I'll figure it out. I just gotta do the things I've always been doing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have that thing over like someone like you hasn't played those kind of games. So I definitely think in the sense that trying to be more accessible, they could. I mean, even just giving the option, being like, do you want? I think that's really all it has to be. Like, you don't have to compromise it. Just be like, all right, here's the, here's the thing in the menu. Do you want us to track the quest or not? And then, That's always how I felt. For some yeah. reason, some people get kind of narrowed on the idea of that, like, yeah, it shouldn't even be an option to make the game easier. But, like, do you really lose anything by making... Like, you can always just choose how to play. Like, it's the same with, like, all the, you know, whatever, a game where, like, there's a gun that's too overpowered. It's like, then just don't... You don't have to use it. Like, yeah. there's... It's the same with, like, in even in Elden Ring, there's that... uh the mimic thing, right? Yeah. You, and it's like, it kind of makes the game way easier if you use it. Oh, yeah, it does. You just don't have to if you don't want to, though. You so to be like, oh, this is broken. They should remove it. Who cares? Like, just don't use it. Also, like, some of the bosses, too hard. Too like, hard. Like, the Melania, like, Malekith. I'd never Without the mimic tier, Look at me. you can't beat them. Listen, how much time am I supposed <clears throat> to be devoting to this, huh? Yeah. Listen. Especially when they give them lifesteal abilities. I already spent, like, 400 hours on it. Am I supposed to be spending de- dozens of hours on single bosses just to l- to learn their move sets and shit? Come on, let me just win sometimes, please. Yeah, sometimes you just want to win. So, but yeah, I think Elder Ring's got it, and um, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga is our runner-up. I would say. I uh, agree. It's I, one of the only games you played. I think. Is well, I great. think my runner-up would be Sunbreak. Monster Hunter Sunbreak because that's why don't you fuck off? No, it's a game I liked. I love Pillow Hours Monster that's Hunter. That's it. We're done. <gasps> like this? Kidding, fine. I thought I actually really did think you were going to go with that though. You're big into it. I mean, you did like it a lot, right? You played the whole thing. Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did like it. I think I mean, there's a little too much going on. So I can suffer from that. I mean, if I really had to like be critical about it, yeah, if we want to get into it a bit, I actually do think there's the actual sort of missions are a little bit lacking. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually a step backwards in some ways from the Skywalker saga, or to the Skywalker saga from um, like the complete saga, mm-hmm. which is that. Some of the individual missions, like they're they're kind of short. Most of them are, yeah. And um, it feels like there's actually less to do than in the original games, and it's because so much of the time, and this is cool and this is interesting that like there's a lot of stuff that happens between missions in the overworld because there is all the planets and stuff you can go to, which is cool. But I don't know, it's definitely sort of like a different ratio because obviously there's a lot, lot, lot more to do in the overworld. There's, there's more to do, I think, in the different planets and the different hubs yeah. than there are in probably the missions altogether, honestly. I wish they had kept the battle mode from Lego Star Wars 3. I think Clone Lego Wars. Star Wars 3 is amazing. Because, like, I remember I you had to do an underrated. achievement, and you were like, play this game but don't know how to play, and you wanted to do it. And I was like, this is, I hadn't played before, but I was like, I would have loved to, like... It's it, very interesting, isn't it? It's, it's a lot of fun. It's great. Super That's a cool great game, game mode. I think it's super underrated, Lego Star Wars 3. But, um, yeah. So, Elder Ring and then that is the runner-up. All right, so the rest of ones are fun ones. You ready, Jack? Oh, uh, 
I have. Oh some, yeah, I yeah, have. If you want to, I have one, one that is not fun. I guess not fun, <laughs> but I have one that is like one things that we actually talked about, and then I have also a fun one. So let me just because uh, I have one that's all the J Science corners that we did. Let me just set myself little time codes up Excellent. and write for myself. All right, so obviously J Science corners we did at the end of a lot of episodes. So this year we have uh, the development nuclear fusion uh, that can help us create more clean energy. Uh, the eel mating location in this glare goes to sea. Uh, the new earliest mammal fossil, uh, the megalodon teeth, determining its predatory ranking uh, throughout time, uh, new zebrafish cell division, tree climbing lions, and orcas killing blue whales. Quite a good number, more than I thought we'd have for the year. But uh, yeah, so there's some good stuff in there. There really is. For sure. Need me to refresh on any of these that you don't quite remember the um, specific so. Okay, just one. I think I got most of them. Lions climbing tree is a good one, makes them a little even more scarier. Um, the eels mating ones is a big one because I remember it felt like a very quick turnaround to, I don't even remember how we got to it, but you were like, you know, we don't know how, how eels mate. Like, we just don't know how they reproduce. And I was like, really? We just don't know. And you're like, yeah. And then it felt like not that long later, you were like, we found out. We thought we did it guys. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Being on that cutting edge of science. The nuclear, um, fusion one, it's probably the biggest deal, if it, but it's not it's a, got the most potential. It's not as whimsical and fun. It's not as whimsical as it. It's not animal based. So yeah. It's like, oh, it's a bunch of sweaty nerds in a lab. Being like, guys, we did it. Did like a, a like a 0.0002 second long fusion reaction thing. Like, that's fucking lame. <laughs> Where's the lion climbing a tree? <laughs> it's in the tree. It's fun. So I, I might have to give it to the eels, Jack. How, how are you feeling? I'm thinking, uh, I think my top two for this, and now it's tough because all of these are, you notice a lot of them are animal because it's kind of my wheelhouse yeah. for this. I'm going to have to go with the Megalodon Predatory Teeth, be number one. That's good stuff, yeah. Because people love talking about the Megalodons. I love how we, what was it, you told me, right? Like, those, the, the Megalodon Teeth you find, those are just their teeth, right? Those are just their teeth. Those yeah. aren't even, like, fossils? Is that it? No, Is they're true. I uh, know they're fossilized. Well, oh, they're thought, fossilized. I thought for some reason we were, those were, like, actually their teeth. No, no. They're Never. just, like, fossilized versions of their I don't know what I was getting. Well, they're, like, I guess they are their teeth, like, a bone is fossilized, but not, like. I, I thought for some reason they were literally still the same, but that, I guess that doesn't make sense. No, no. Sorry, I hate to break it to you. And then it'd be that, and then probably orcas killing blue whales. Because that's just like, just intense. Looking at fossilized teeth right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forget what they took from you. Uh, maybe it's not even that they're, maybe, I guess they are, fo- I think the thing is that there's, we can still just find a lot of them. Like, they're yes. not that uncommon. Which yeah, it's really interesting to think about. Because sharks have so many. In terms like, of like really old fossils like that, it's like most mostly you get like the little, all the little like shell impressions yeah. cr- and crustacean things. And you don't get as much of like, yeah, this is literally just the tooth of a massive creature. Like, they're very easy to get. Like, I couldn't get a T-Rex tooth, you know what I mean? No, it'd be pop. But you can, they like sell my necklaces. They like a dime a dozen. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, I think that's neat. Yeah. And I think my, my least favorite, I don't know, I love all science. I don't, I don't give a least oh, favorite. Okay. Wouldn't drag any of your... No. And by that, of course, I mean, uh, the worst one is the, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even do it for the deal. <laughs> so, what are your favorites of the two? The I, said I, like, I said I like the eels a lot. The eels a lot was the second one then. We usually did the the fusion one's pretty good. I mean, I got like you said, it's not as fun or whimsical. But was there another one? What was the one with birds? Was that not this year? That was last. You're talking about the California condor one, Parthenogenesis. Yeah, that was last year. Good on you. Good on you, condor. God bless him. See, that was fun. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's the last of the vaguely serious ones. So All I, right. I have a, I have kind of a goofy one that we could do for me. If you'd like to go ahead. finish off mine, yeah, so let me do. Uh, also, I've been realized I'm actually doing the time codes wrong because I'm writing what the segment was previous at the time code, but that's when the segment ends and not when it starts. So I have to. I mean, you also fix all the time little. codes are going to change when you. Well, th- this is just one, just so I can find them easier in the edit. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, like, I'll do subtraction. 
Incredible. So these are all. So the next one are crimes you've allegedly committed. My topics. These are a couple of crimes that you know still pending trials. Okay. Um. So that I'll, you and I have committed. That we uh, one of us or both of us. I'm not saying okay. Incredible. Committed. So read them out here. So we have tax fraud, possession of gophers with intent to distribute, uh, alligator sex trafficking, uh, impre- impersonation of a dead U.S. president, assault of a battery, grand larceny, minor larceny, playing devil's advocate. Uh, oh, excess whimsy that one's me and manslaughter yeah, man. so we got uh, I'm not saying we did any of these these are petting but these are alleged crimes that we have committed so what's your favorite well <laughs> I'm famous for playing devil's advocate which is the most dastardly crime of all <laughs> <laughs> I try to fit in political middle manning which is something we do a lot, mm. or political fence sitting, but that yeah, kind of falls under devil's advocate. It's a bit under devil's advocate. Yeah, we're oh, that's tough, Jack. You've really got me to my core. Um, yeah, we see you and I assaulted that battery <laughs> together. It had to go in the ocean. It wouldn't go in the ocean. <laughs> uh, we're just trying to take it home. It, it had to go home to its people. <laughs> it was lost. Oh uh, man, um, you were the one who impersonated the. Sitting as president. That was me. I told you, I can do a killer FDR. <laughs> I had the wheelchair and everything. It, it went off like a hedge. I was thinking more Lincoln. But hey, I got it. It's the misdirect. It's the misdirect. You get it. I get it. Um, those, are, those are very fun, Jack. Thank you. First, I thought they were actually just going to like, I was like, are these tying into anything? But as they as they went out <laughs> for us, we got a little more ridiculous. So like, really, I, it's really is that I thought of like a funny crime because I think impersonating a dead U.S. president is a funny thing That's to think good, about. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll make it a segment. So I made a bunch of those. And my brother helped me out. Shout out to my brother. This is like saying. when you were gone and I was making up fun stuff about why you were yeah. gone. Yeah. Or when you said I didn't like was didn't watch Top Gun, so I wanted the terrorists to win. That was yeah. a fun <laughs> thing. That was very fun. <laughs> that is one of the crimes you committed this year is you wanted the terrorists to win. <laughs> Wanting terrorism to win. Uh, what were the ones that did you? You were waylaid by bandits. I was. I was taken to the gallows, and then I was. Yeah, like, no, I think you were being hung for high treason. Right, that's yeah. what it was. And then I yeah. was. I think on the ship. Something about a ship at the last one. You're lost at sea, maybe. And then I returned in that episode. Yeah, I think. Right. Good stuff. Good stuff. We have fun. Let, um, so yeah, I don't know. What is, What is your favorite crime? I I don't know. Uh, I like oh. I like grand larceny. That's I think my favorite. <laughs> that's less whimsical, isn't it? That's just a crime. What did you steal? The Hearts of America. Ah, there right, it is. Now it's fun. It's back Very nice. All right, so what, what, what fun list do you got for us? Fun round. All right, I got a handful. Jake, you ready? I'm going to over this section, Crimes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this time code. Incredible. Ooh, I keep touching my... God damn it. All right. Um, I got a lot. Well, I got like... God, we have... They should, so should be pretty quick. Though. There's so many time codes. Oh, this one actually isn't super fun. This one can just be... Uh, the best streaming service this year. Okay. Um, I just wrote down Hulu, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, and Netflix... But if you got any others, the problem is that most of the others, I think those are, I think of those as being the the big the ones, ten poles. Whereas the rest of them are kind of like supplemental, Ab- like, ancillary. Yeah, it's like oh, you gotta buy each every, every fucking one of these just to watch a show. Did you get Amazon Prime in there? Oh, Amazon Prime, of course. I didn't mean to. That, that's a, that's a good call. Um, but then like you know your Paramount Pluses and your fucking Peacocks, it's like your Stars are, Unlimited. Those are all kind of like you buy for one show. Whereas the rest of these could more or less be like the center centerpiece. Now. I have them all, so <laughs> we have them all. I think so. It's but um, like Hulu's got um Reservation Dogs and um Archer and Sunny. Well, the thing with Hulu that's so cool is that it does have so much TV um after the fact, right? Like it's got yeah. that live TV thing. Or, well, you can pay more, but also even if you just pay for the normal one, you get the day after kind of thing. Yeah, which is pretty good. Um, but then like I think Under the Banner of Heaven is actually was a Hulu exclusive I'm yeah pretty sure. like, i don't think it, it aired. It was a collaboration with fx but i don't think it actually aired on fx i think it only aired on no. so like it's got some great stuff um 
As far as like original programming, I don't know. I, I know it has a fair bit. I don't know how much of it stands out to me. But like, yeah, it's it's notable if only because like that's where we watch Sunny. That's where I watch Archer. That's where I watch Letterkenny. That's where I watch Shorzy. Um, and I think in I mean in the U.S. at least, like Shorzy, Letterkenny, those are exclusive to Hulu. Like mm-hmm, they don't make definitely. them, but it's whatever. May they as don't well. air on like yeah, television. So, I mean, it's, you got to give them that at least. They got only um, murders in the building. The previous oh, show we haven't watched that, but it's on there. Um, but yeah, like FX in particular. I, they seem to be pretty closely partnered. Well, because I guess because Disney owns Hulu and Disney owns Fox. And all yeah, those. they. I recently I've noticed on a Disney Plus account they want you to combine it with your Hulu password. Yeah, yeah, not down for that. Well, they have. I've always said that like probably the best value in streaming is the, the Disney ESPN. bundle. Yeah. yeah, even if you don't care about ESPN, I think it, you still save money even just over Hulu and Disney Plus, which mm-hmm. both exceptional. Um, Disney Plus has a lot to like on there, but it is probably less. Um, variety it's just i would say yeah less variety is what i was going for yeah. it's just disney sh- it's shit. disney stuff so if you're not into marvel star wars or disney you're not gonna unless you're watching jeff goldblum on national geographic right it doesn't have maybe the same actual broad appeal even though for us it's probably one of the ones we got the most mileage out of this year definitely because we do like that shit so for me it's got you know tie but for everyone else um i don't know and hbo max you know I, you're hbo max i had a lot of really good stuff this year and right? it, and it, it, you know, before recent events had occurred, it was, I would say, before I'd be like, this is the best one. It's got a bunch I of old movies. Yeah. It's got a bunch of, like, cartoons. And then they gutted it for parts. That's the thing. That's the real caveat this year is that, like, a lot of our favorite shows are HBO shows um, this year, right? Yeah. House of the Dragon. Maker, House of the Dragon. Euphoria. Um, we watch a lot of good stuff. Tokyo Vice is on there. Like, there's a lot of good stuff from HBO original program, or, or HBO Max originals. I don't. The, the difference is, is nebulous to confusing me. to me. But yeah, um, <laughs> the caveat here is that in the past, like in the back half of this year, um, the whole Discovery acquisition has started to fucking ruin it. Oh, um, yeah. And really show some cracks in this whole industry, maybe, of Bubble, streaming. That bubble's getting a little... We'll, get, we'll talk to that maybe a little bit later, Jack. Oh, all right. So I don't know. I mean, it, the thing is also HBO Max is great for movies. It has long been the best movie one. Oh, yeah. They've got like... A bunch of movies. Um, tons and tons of movies. New movies. You Old know, movies. Recent releases. But yeah, in like terms classics. of like the classics, it's the only one that seems really interested in maintaining a good library like that. Um, and like it had, you know, the whole HBO library, which is a ton, a ton of movies at any given point. So I big fan. Like you said, I long considered it one of the best ones in the past couple of years since it's, since its introduction, basically. I've been like, yeah, HBO Max is stellar. Um, Netflix? Netflix in a weird spot, man. I mean, it's the granddaddy of them all, isn't it? Yeah, but it's kind of like kind of on the floundering on the lately. I mean, um, girls started only fans, and you know, Netflix was subscribers, and she's not beating Ozark. <laughs> there you go. Um, but like, so Wednesday this year, like we talked about Stranger Things. I mean, these are notable, but like we didn't watch them. But that's not really, you know, that's nothing against them. It's just us, us personally. Yeah. Um, they did have some pretty good movies themselves this year, right? We watched The Gray Man. It was a movie. Um, it was certainly they, one of the films of all time. They did get Glass Onion, which is pretty stellar. Although I, they didn't again, the, we'll get to this maybe in a minute here. But like the, I, I don't love the idea of like so many movies nowadays that are going straight to streaming, streaming stuff. I think it's a little bit weird. Um, Amazon Prime also had some winners this year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we watched The Peripheral. We watched uh, The Boys. Um, Terminalist was on here. Was there one of the movies? Rings? Oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings, of course. Jesus. Oh, also, Prey. Prey was a Hulu exclusive. Yeah. That's pretty good. That was pretty a good, good movie. Yeah. like that. That's cool. That's cool. So, I don't know. How, where are you feeling? Where are you, where are you giving the edge to? It's tough because all of them have problems. 
Yeah, I think maybe again. Uh, maybe the whole thing is a problem. That can't be it. It can't be the system. No, Ender didn't say me that. <laughs> uh, I guess I still probably have to go with HBO Max because of all the movies it has. I mean, I always go through HBO Max and like try to find all movies I want to watch. I haven't watched any of them, but they're on the list. Yeah, um, I watch a lot of movies on HBO Max. They got lots of fun stuff on there. Um, I don't. It's. I probably would slightly give the edge to. Disney Plus myself, but yeah, HBO is going to be the second, I think, there. Although, again, we did get a lot of mileage out of Prime this year, too, so I can't really... I Yeah, I don't know. I still think that, like, maybe the best... If I had to try to, con- like, make a budget for it, I feel like the Disney one with Hulu and Disney Plus and then HBO Max, that's pretty solid footing. That's a, That covers a lot of the shit we watched this year in terms mm-hmm. of, like, like I said, like all the comedies and Reservoir Dogs and stuff I all watched on Hulu and then, yeah, all the Disney Marvel stuff and then the HBO stuff. And then also, like... Amazon Prime barely counts. Yeah, it doesn't count at all. I feel yeah. because most everyone I know who has Amazon Prime has it as a consequence of paying for Prime Prime for buying stuff, Packages, not yeah. for like it's kind of a, which is a weird thing about their whole model, honestly. But I digress. So what do we? I mean, HBO Max, Disney Plus, I think. Yeah. But like HBO Max is in a weird place next year. Might, might not. I dropped the, the ranking, and also it doesn't have like. There's no Westworld next year. There's no Euphoria. There's no, no House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon next year. So I might be like, P.U. HBO. And get out of here. Yeah. Especially because they're going to like rebrand it or whatever, I think, in the next year here. Oh, it's going to start becoming fucking Discover whatever nonsense. I don't even. I hate it. I hate it here. Um, whew. Who knew capitalism would go so wrong? All right. Next. Uh, this, this should start being pretty quick. Um, only a couple more, Jack. In the home stretch. Uh, so I've the best wrestler turned actor of the year. <laughs> So we have John Cena, who is in Peacemaker. Right. We have Dave Bautista, who is in Glass Onion. And we have The Rock, who is in Black Adam. I think I'll give it to John Cena. Really? I think I, think, uh, I like Dave Bautista and all. I think Dave Bautista is great. But he liked Zack Snyder, and I can't abide. He wanted to be in the Army of the Dead movie that was bad and boring and terrible. And I th- First of all, I thought, you were, I thought at first you were referencing his character in Glass Onion. No, no. Because that guy definitely loves Zack oh, Snyder. Oh, yeah. He definitely would. I don't uh, think that's... Oh, I gotta hold it against him. Well, for no, like I'm not that much. Uh, but I, I think, I think I just like John Cena as like a comedic actor. I think he played the comedic and the serious role. I played that comedy pretty well. And I think Dave Bautista kind of just plays the same guy. I, I could not disagree more. Actually, really, you think Dave Bautista being like Drax, this guy in Glass Onion, and he's playing the same guy in Blade Runner 2049. In um, he's in Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. In uh, I didn't know he's in Blade Runner. Fucking James Bond. I'm not saying he's the greatest actor of our generation or anything, but I I think if there's anyone who that criticism applies towards... It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> well, no, I, like, I, by a, I agree. Resoundingly. I say, that, I say that as more... I guess all the things I've seen Dave Bautista in, he plays like a... Movie. We should name like three things. The three things. They're not that similar. Glass Onion, James Bond, and Guardians, I know you've all seen. I, th- I think he's pretty similar in all those movies. Which ones? In Guardians, he's like a goofball. I'm saying he's like a big hulking guy who's kind of dumb. He's a big hulking man. Who's That's ca- what he is. But I'm saying, but he's also kind of dumb in all those movies. Drax is kind of dumb. The yeah. guy he plays in Glass Onion is kind of dumb. And the Bond guy has nail polish on. <laughs> I do- the metal nails are dumb. I don't like them. Fine. I'm against the metal nails. Well, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> all the- right. I, I, I guess. I guess I see where you're coming from. But I will say... But- your, you I, are, one thing is for certain. The, the Dwayne 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 Johnson is absolutely the worst true. He's the worst actor. Oh, also, yeah. he's a bit of a prick. He's got. He, he also has a wild ego. Like he's he's gone. He's gotten too big for his own good. In terms probably of like the steroids. Probably. Well, they all do steroids. Well, Let's yeah. get that out of the way. Oh, absolutely. Right I'll tell you that much for free. There's no question about that. If you ask me. Yeah. Incredible. I'm not missing anything, am I? Was Dwayne the Rock Johnson in any other movies? I don't no. think so, right? No. Remind you came out last year, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think we're good. 
Um, I got best binge watch, Jack. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. Which mostly applies to you. <laughs> I think it's only the two. I tr- I was trying to think. I was like, was there a third? I don't think there was. Um. So the only two I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, is, uh, the peripheral. Oh, okay. Sure. We we'll add that, that one. In then. Sure. We all did that one. So the peripheral, Westworld, and the boys. And the boys. I all made you binge watch this. Now, to be fair, to, in my defense, <laughs> I didn't make you binge watch them. I asked you for months and months. I begged and pleaded to like get this ball rolling, and you chose in each instance to wait until the, like, last, the absolute last minute. The, to I'm where, down the wire. I so had to. I honestly don't feel too guilty about this, and I don't feel I need to take much of the blame. But I will say, binge watching all these shows not super enjoyable, but that's my own fault. Uh even, uh, but I will say I like the boys the most because uh, I was really into each episode and watching them right back to back to back, just getting that, you know, keeping into it. Yes, yeah, so I think the the boys wins that out, and I think Westworld's the bottom because I didn't like and Westworld. You hate Westworld because you hate me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like Westworld. I think you can just kill the robots. The peripheral's pretty good. Peripheral's pretty good. I mean, that was the easiest for sure of them, right? Oh yeah. And um, I actually I really enjoyed watching Westworld again with you. So I think I got to give the edge Westworld because I love it, and I miss it. There's a hole in my heart, but um, <laughs> it'll never be filled. But yeah, the peripherals are the easiest one. The boys also very good, so incredible. What a fun time! What a time we had, and I'll and hey, I'll keep doing it. I'm probably gonna keep doing it, listeners, because <laughs> we almost had to do Stranger Things, and uh, we didn't do that. And we gave up. There's too many other ones, it's, and I was like, I don't care. We'll wait. Maybe we we might do it for the fifth one. We might actually watch yeah. that one live, well, like we just talked about. So fifth one's next year. I think so. It could be the year after, though. Oh, They're Jesus. also, I think, waiting for all those kids to turn 30 before they finish of it course. up. Of so. course. It feels like they might, might be under contract. You have to turn 30 before the show ends. It might be next year, though. It could be. I mean, they were keeping up a year. See, it's, it, we've almost been conditioned at this point to not expect a TV show to release a season a year. But, you know, that used to be the standard, yeah. obviously. So, I don't know. Um, also, I'm going to make you watch all of Rebels at some point this year, because oh, so, you're a fucking it. loser because you, you just gotta watch Ahsoka. You wouldn't have to be if you just had watched it by now. But, but you, I had, but I had the boys to watch. Want, so, <laughs> oh yeah, you had to watch the boys six <laughs> months ago. So and the and Westworld. Yeah, of course, three months before that, of course. So you you simply not had the time. And I've had other things. So I had to prepare be, for Avatar too. That'll be that'll be on the list by not watching Avatar. <laughs> yes, yes. I had to avoid. I, you know what? It takes to avoid Avatar one. Incredible. All right. Um. And then now, this is a very fun one. All right, let's go. All year. I have most Nepo baby yeah. for the year. So this is a thing we've talked about quite a bit. I think we talked about it before it was cool. Like, unironically, right? Oh, absolutely, we did. We, I'm just trying to think. I think the earliest example is of Euphoria. us calling this out. Is there one before that, though? Because last year we watched- Oh, Licorice Pizza. I was going to say, I think Licorice Pizza is the first time we might have- Go back in the archives, listeners. Explicitly put words Historians will reference us. That might have been the first time we made fun of Nepo Babies. Yeah. And now, in the past couple months in particular, it's become like a big internet-wide thing. And I think I think that's us. I think we did it. I think it. that's because of- I think you can, all, you can trace that all the way back to this little show right here. So, yeah. uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, but so I got a whole list of all the most Nepo babies for this year. Right? We could talk about the, the we're, I think we really kicked it off. Or I guess the biggest point of this is that article in the New York, uh, New Yorker? was the New Yorker, or is it New York Times? But it was, it's a Vulture article, but it's all yeah. the same company. Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. The same company. And it's, it's got all, it said, uh, I got her mother's eyes and her agent, very fun title. And yeah, really got it going. It was, well, but I think before that it was a Lily Rose Depp interview in oh, right. something kicked it off. And then that inspired the, Article to be the vulture article, I think, because Lily Rose Depp was going on about how she isn't a nepo baby, basically. (laughs) But I mean, look, I mean, have you has she said her own name recently? Precisely. So, um, I'll see if I can. But yeah, it kind of has spiraled the whole internet thing, and uh, 
very interesting. Um, basically, the two sides of it are like, I mean, they're easy to make fun of, right? Because of like yeah. privilege and stuff. But the bigger thing is that some of them insist on having a complete lack of self-awareness about it, which makes it easier. Like Lily Rose Depp, maybe. Jamie so, Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. It's come, yeah. So it's very fun seeing where they fall because some of them are more reasonable about it and more like humble of like, yeah, you know, it's what are you going to do? It's good. You know, I, I'm very fortunate. I'm glad for that. Just, I'm just trying to do the best I can. But some of them like want to somehow reconstruct about how it's actually harder for them. Like yeah. Lee Rose Depp, and it's like, he shut up, you. You're so wrong. You're wrong, you dumb lady. I mean, I don't know her, so I probably shouldn't feel that strongly. But it's like, she's going on about, like, actually, you don't even realize how much harder it is. And then, like, actual real models and stuff. That was another one. I don't remember which, who the model was, but some, some Nepo baby model said something. And someone's like, listen, it's just not. It's not hard. If only, put the nepotism aside of, like, being, having parents in your industry kind of thing. That's being one rich. Thing. Just being rich is such an immense advantage. It's not even... You can't even comprehend it. Yeah. Right. Putting aside, even if you weren't uh, like rich and connected, so you didn't get to skip the lines necessarily and type of shit, just being rich is the whole thing. Yeah, because you get like the training. If you are rich, well, and you can like, you don't have to couch on your, or crash on your friend's couch trying to make it, right? You don't have to be a starving actor. You don't have to be like a, oh, I'm bussing tables just to make by and I, I can't even go to the auditions I like to go. It's like, no, you have as much free time as you need. You can go sleep on your parents' fucking mansions. Mansion, yeah. Like it's, it's just not comparable, so. It started as like a joke that we just made fun of for the heck of it, but it's like, no, it, this really is kind of a thing. Yeah, it's um, spiraled kind of out of control here. It really is, which is very fun to me because it has become like a genuine thing that people are talking about with some level of like seriousness. So really great. So I got them all here. I get the most notable ones, I think, for this year in particular. Um, not everyone who's ever existed. You can go read that article if yeah. you're so inclined. We went through it after after we recorded. It was great. It I was a lot. lot. I had a lot of fun going through that. So I have Mata Patel. Euphoria. Um, who is in Euphoria this year? Zoe Terrible Kravitz. name. Maud? It's weird. It's got to be like a family name, right? Yeah. Why would you name a yeah like a uh, child from like two who was born in like two thousand? Maud. <laughs> strange. Uh, Zoe Kravitz and the Batman, of course. Because because her stepdad's um yes, her stepdad's Jason Momoa. Jason, well, thank you. He's got like that's the only reason, not because uh, Dakota Johnson was in a uh, apparently a bad adaptation of Persuasion this year, but Dang. I thought I'd write her down anyways. Of Lily Collins was in a new season of um, Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris, which is a show neither you nor I have watched. Not but I asked my mother to. about it in advance of this episode just so we could be informed. Um, and I said, what do you think of Lily Collins and Emily in Paris? And she said, what did she say? She was like, she's the cutest little thing and her clothes are great. So there you go. There you go. Stealing review from Sex Mom. <laughs> Maya Hawk in... Season four of Stranger Things, Jack Quaid in season three of The Boys, Nick Cage, classic Cla OG type Nepo baby. He's an uh, old timer. He's not really a Nepo baby, I guess. He's a Nepo. What's up? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. I thought. And uh, everything ever. Well, well I, I didn't finish, but Nick Cage was in um, The Unbearable Way. Right, that's talent. Jamie Lee Curtis was in Everything Ever All at Once. Bryce Dallas Howard was in she uh, Dressed for the Minimum. She directed the Mandalorian episode. And she. Or the she Book of Boba Fett but I don't think that was his year, yeah. Dude. That was Book of Boba Fett, though. Did she do a book of bullshit? She did the, she did the did one. She, do the Mando one? she did yeah, the one okay. where they switched to Mando. Good call, good call. Uh, Lewis Pullman was in um, Top Gun Maverick, oh, yeah. and John David Washington was in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. So I, I, if, if you recall, the the title list I gave was most Nepo baby. So I figured we could come at it from a couple angles, maybe. Of course. Like, which one is of these do we just like the most in terms of actually just being an actor? Yeah. And we did we think did the best this year. And then which one of them is the most the most nepo carried baby by their in that yeah. They are relying mostly on their on their nepotism. I would say Well, we gotta give it to Dennis Quaid's boy. I think Dennis Quaid boy's our favorite. Yeah. He's, I mean he's he's the best. He's Jack Quaid. He's yeah. Jack Quaid. He's good on him. And you didn't even know, so I didn't even know he's Dennis he said, Quaid. Who's Dennis Quaid? So I did it's on it's on. You record. know, like you gotta give him that, I guess. 
Um, and he's also, we looked it up. We made sure. <laughs> he's pretty humble about it. He's like, listen, it is what it is, man. I try my best. I'm I making know, money. I know I'm fortunate, though. And it's like, all right, good on you, Jack. Okay, Jack, wait. But I'm watching you. He's like, I, tr- I thought about maybe not using it so that I wouldn't get the unfair advantage. And you're like, all right, well, as long as you thought about it. Yeah, with the, you don't have to say that part, though. You can, yeah. but, you, but, but at the end, it's clear that you didn't do that. <laughs> you didn't do that, Jack, but you're all right. Again, it's kind of a neutral. He's a neutral on the on the nepo baby spectrum. Yeah. I guess you have like the horrible entitled ones, then you have like some really cool ones, and then you have him somewhere who he's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, Maud Apatow, she said like, "Oh, I don't love the term, but I get where it comes from. I I'm aware of my privilege." And you're like, "All right, Maud, good Fair enough, enough get a pass." Um, Maya Hawk had I think had a pretty good stance on it. She said that like, it, "There's no doubt that it opens up the doors," but she said that she thinks you still have to do good because if you do, do a bad well. job, well, yeah, if you, Superman you do does well, good. She would do well. New year, baby. Let's go. More things change, the more they still the say. Huh? God bless. <laughs> but she said she still thinks you have to do well because if you, just because you got in the door, if you keep doing a shit job, the chances will stop coming through. And I was yeah. like, I, I think I can, I think that's fair. So I think that's, I think that's fair enough. Good on you, Maya Hawk. So she gets a pass for me. Although we didn't watch Stranger Things 4 this year. No. So um, I don't, I don't know if any of these other ones. Have, oh, like we, we did say, um, Jimmy Lee Curtis. Jimmy Curtis. She did have a stance on it and it was dumb. Dumb stance. I didn't like it. So I don't remember exactly. It was something about like, well, guys, why do we even got to mention it though? She's like, I'm a nipple baby. Why you got to mention it? And everyone's like, wait, what? Get her. Get her. <laughs> so that was funny. Quickly, get- like, guys, leave them alone. Um, Lily Rose Depp, it wasn't on here because she didn't do anything this year, but she has the worst. And like I said, she started the whole thing by being like, actually, it's so much harder for us than you even realize. I think. Shut up, Lily. You've got us so much money. You've got so, so much privilege. You don't have to do just, anything for the rest of your life. Just 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 don't talk about it. Why just why even mention it? Why would you even try to argue that like and I get it. I feel like it's human nature to be like, well, I must be here for a reason because of my own ability. Because yeah. anything else would drive you you'd go insane, right? If you'd you were like spiral. If you're like, Oh, I've not actually achieved anything for myself. I'm not saying none of them have. It's a healthy mix, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I think that my hot quote's probably accurate. Is that like if you're truly dog shit just because your dad's Ethan Hawke isn't going to get you, isn't going to support you forever, right? Yeah, you'll get like maybe one or two low-level parts. There has to be at least some some absolute shred of, what's it called? Talent? It's the opposite of nepotism. Oh, uh, nepotism. Whatever. Uh, it's like, you know, there has to be some shred of that left where- Like the, legitimate- Of people talent. who are actually better getting the job over people who aren't on some level. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree if you're absolute dog shit, but like you should be slightly aware of it, I think. Mm-hmm. And then John David Washington's a good one because he wanted um, to be a football player. You said he did horrible in his movie this year. Yeah, he did, and he was really. I thought he was pretty good in uh, Black Klansman. I enjoyed him in that movie. That didn't come out this year though. So. No, it didn't. You're right. But in this in this Amsterdam movie, I, mean, I like him in Tenet just fine. I'm just saying. Yeah, but then it's a weird case because I thought about him in Tenet, and I go, he just plays a guy called the protagonist, so he doesn't actually have to do anything. Oh, he does stuff. Come on. Oh, but I'm saying like. Acting wise, like there's not as much pressure on that because like he's like the embodiment. Like that's like I think that's the point. But in the Amsterdam, he clearly is. He truly is a block of wood. Like it, there's he can't express an emotion if it if they like had to kill him or something. Gun to his head, he couldn't do it. Yeah, John David Washington had a quote that I thought was dumb, which was like, "I have to I have to understand that I can have the best game career. The headline's always going to be what it is. So to try to prove somebody something to somebody is a fool's errand. Um, which I don't think it's necessarily the right stance to take." I understand where he's coming from to some extent, but he's basically saying that, like, well, they're always going to be talking about it, so I'm just never going to mention it. 
I mean, like, no matter how good I am, they're always going to have to mention that I that nepotism happened. It's like, yeah, no matter how good you are, the nepotism did happen. Yeah, because so, that's how you got the good parts. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. And then he had that whole thing of like, when I was playing football, I was just, I was just tied in my real passion to be an actor, like my dad. And I was like, is it? Or you no, said, you weren't. Did we just do a bit of a shift here? Or did you not get into the NFL? And you were like, well, I guess. There's a number of examples like those. Yeah. Like Kurt Russell's boy. He, he was he played hockey. Oh, he did. he's got the hockey hair. And Kurt Russell played professional baseball <sighs> in real life. So that's oh, we did not even put down Kurt Russell's boy, but he was in uh, Under the Banner of Heaven this year. Yeah, but he's I think he's a quite a good actor. Um, so I agree. So I think we'll give him a pass. And plus, I like I Kurt Russell. Quiet, Kurt Russell, yeah, fun we get we get Wyatt Russell a pass. I also, I mean, to be fair, I think I do think most of these people are good actors. My Hawk's good and everything I've seen her in. Yeah, um, Maude Apatow is a really good actor, and I remember like. Before I learned that, it was it was devastating to me because I was like, "Look at this! Look at she's so good. Lexi's such a nice, fun character, and she is." But also nepotism, and we can, we just cannot forget. We can't. It. We have to fight them. So um, on the beaches, we'll fight them. Yeah, our crusade will never end. <laughs> um, so what do we think the most nepo baby is a uh, is John David Washington? Absolutely. Or do we think it's? I mean, apparently Lily Collins is fine. Dakota Johnson's whatever. Most of these are pretty neutral on. I like Zoe Kravitz quite a bit. Although everyone turned on her because she was tweeting down. Remember that? I vaguely remember her. What's the whole thing? I don't even remember. I, remember I know she, everyone flipped on her immediately. They went. Like a Donna died. Yeah. They were like, shut up, get her. Kill her. Get rid of her. It's like, whoa, guys, what just happened? She did something untowards on Twitter. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard we really like. And yeah. she does seem to be genuinely talented. So, I mean, because nepotism makes you better at directing? I don't think Cause so. Because nepotism would be like, oh, we'll just throw you in front of the camera if you're good or not. But she's actually getting after it. Yeah. She's doing good creative stuff. So. No matter how good your dad is, if you're not good at directing, you're not good at directing. You're not good at directing, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, you can just stand in front of the camera and read the lines or whatever and be whatever and mm. be passable, I think. I say. That's my official stance. Acting, not that hard. I would have to agree. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think. Uh, we'll give it to John Day Washington. Cause he's, yeah. he, we'll send him your award. If he's kind listen, of a jerk and he's a bad actor. John, if you're listening, year, you'll get your award in the mail. So. He had the dumbest. He had one of the dumber quotes and he had one of the worst rules. Whereas everyone else here, it's like, well, they did good and they're, no, they are good at acting, I think. <laughs> so, gosh, how much can I give them guff? Um, so that's why I think I think I think the nice ones we like are Maude Apatow and Jimmy. God bless Jack Quaid, Dennis Quaid's boy. God bless Dennis Quaid's boy. Nick Cage, good on you. He changed his name to try to hide it. That's the thing. If anyone's not aware, Nick Cage is a Coppola. He just changed his last name to that. And like that's almost worse to me because now because most people wouldn't know that until he told everyone. Well, yeah, but like still, even then, most the overall majority of people I feel like know Nick Cage. Would you be like, who's he related to? Right? Yeah, they're just like, oh, he's in Con Air. Puts the bunny. Back but everyone, everyone in the industry. They all still knew that was fucking Coppola's nephew, so we better give him a... Exactly. So, so. all the people who matter, no. And all the people who don't matter, he's hiding it from them. And I think that's that's cowardly. Sinister. That is sinister, Jack. All right. I think we're on to the last thing here, Jack. All right. Which is, I thought we could try to sum up 2022 in some kind of like... I I wrote down superlative here, although I don't think that really counts. My point is, I try to do a term here. Like, what do we think 2022 was the year of? Is, is my is my idea here. You ready? Right. So okay. the options I have, and feel free to chime in if you've got an idea, but mm-hmm. I said 2022 could be the year of the streamers, the year of woke criticism, the year of the bubble burst, or the year of cinema is back. So uh, I can launch into some explanations for you here okay. and anyone at home. Uh, so by the streamers, I mean... I would say I would add a year of bad takes. Well, that's every year, Jack. That's every year. Isn't that just every single God year God bless. <laughs> um, so the streamers, by that I mean the streaming services, but that's yeah. the new sort of term that has popped up mm. to try to use because it's easier to say than streaming services i don't love it but it is what it is but streamers um, makes you think of twitch like ninja yeah i i agree because i'm like a young way, adult because we're young yeah i think to everyone else it's it's 
a fresh term regardless. So mm. I don't know, but I, I, I'm right there with you, Jack. I do think it's weird, but it is what it is. So, um, and for all the reasons we just talked about briefly there is that streaming is, is maybe killing <laughs> film, <laughs> is killing, killing everything, cinema? killing TV as well is ruining this like thing that we like the whole kind of form of it all, which maybe is a little dramatic, but also maybe it's maybe really it's happening. Not. Um, there's all kind of weird depths to this. Um, first of all, I sent you an article a while back. Um, I mean, let's see if I can bring up the screenshot real quick about how none of these make money. Yeah. Not one of them. I think I think Netflix was briefly profitable for one quarter and has not been since then, was not prior to or since then. Um, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Netflix, every single one you can think of, I think, pretty much exclusively have been unprofitable, mm. right? Um, and it's just, it's bad, man. Like the the whole sort of like, industry behind it all the fact that there's a million of them now and that if you want to get all the content you have to basically pay for like a cable subscription again right like initially when netflix first came out i was like this is crazy i can replace my cable subscription with netflix for much cheaper and of course that was never going to last because everyone's going to want their piece of the pie so now they're like well we can't have everyone leaving us to go pay for netflix they got to pay for our own stuff and so you have a million of them. They all suck. None of them make money, which is evidence that they're not in their final form yet, right? No. They intend to have all these streaming services, and then eventually, once they have enough and they think that they're comfortable enough, they're going to start selling ads or something to try to make up the difference, right? We oh, know yeah. that like Disney Plus is looking at this. Netflix is looking at this. Hulu they're all, has, who's got ads? Hulu has an ad option for, for less money, or you have to spend more if you don't want to get the ads. And like we know it's all moving towards that which is upsetting because that was kind of one of the strengths of it is that there isn't ads and it's almost worse because on your cable you can have the you have like the dvr at least right yeah, you can skip, skip on through um streaming wouldn't even be like that it's it's got some weird stuff like um also this year right we were lucky enough that we did actually manage to get out and see glass onion in theaters but yeah. i don't like the idea that you're getting so many like big movies now that are going to be streaming exclusives um like the uh, Russo Brothers had a movie that went to Apple a couple of years back. Uh, I saw Scorsese's next film is a $200 million film that's going to be an Apple exclusive. What? I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. His last movie was a Netflix exclusive. Like, yeah. I I don't love that. Like, we know that um, cinemas, like movie theaters, are struggling as is. Especially the pandemic. This sh- like, killed them. This is not helping, and I don't like that. I mean, I love going to movie theaters. We talk about it all the time. I'm a big fan of the whole experience. I I don't know, man. I don't like the idea that I can't even go to the movie to see it. I have to pay for your streaming service because I. I mean, maybe it's dumb on my end, but like, I would rather pay fifteen dollars to go to the movie than give you fifteen dollars for a month of your streaming service that I got to sit at home and watch now. It's yeah. not as, there's no. It's not as magical, Jack. Not at all. So, and then the big one, yeah, is HBO Max, right? They're gutting it. For they all it's worth. They've kind of like given away the game, I feel like, in that they kind of showed to the world this year of like, oh, this is like the very real shortcomings of these business models is that they all this they just decided on a whim this year like not on a whim but you know what i mean they're like huh well we'd save a bunch of money on residuals and stuff if we just removed all of this shit from our streaming service um that's good for us so uh fuck everyone who pays for this yeah and they just took off significant portions of their catalog entirely some of which is as of right now unavailable anywhere anywhere else else. it basically doesn't exist anymore it does not exist um and including stuff that was never even released physically right you, you know what isn't available to watch anymore right now? What? Fucking Westworld. Oh, right, yeah. They took Westworld, one of their tentpole HBO streaming service, or um, 
shows, right? Multi, multi, like tens of millions of dollars that show costs. That's the reason they didn't renew it. It's also part of the whole saving cost, cost yeah. saving measure. It's just gone right now. I don't think it's on anywhere. I could be wrong. It might be, have, it might have gotten onto somewhere else by now, but insane, right? Like mm. this is lunacy. It's, I hate it. Not a big fan. I think it's troubling the future of this whole thing. Maybe we'll just all go back to cable. I don't know. It's Not a, even though. That's the problem. I'll cycle like, back around. It's all circled back around because you know what the wild thing is, is that like now they have streaming services that have so much exclusive stuff to them, right? So that like if you pay for cable and you pay for the Paramount channel, you don't get everything that's on Paramount Plus. Oh, really? So it's like, what the fuck's even the point? Like, yeah, why even? Like HBO luckily has been pretty good about that, where if you pay for HBO- You get HBO Max. With your cable, you get the HBO Max subscription. But like, yeah, Paramount Plus, Peacock, all these ones that are like, you know, these these cable networks- streaming services they have exclusive stuff on there in addition to what's actually shown on their channels which is like really shifty to me oh absolutely so i i don't like it and i think it's been a big thing this year in terms of like yeah. media it's starting to starting to really show its true form like with again we got to see Ni- uh, glass onion but a lot of people have Didn't. remarked on like why why would you put out this you, you spent 200 million dollars on this movie why would you put it out for a week for a week for no one to see it like it would have done well I well, guarantee absolutely. it. The first one did really well. That's why there are more. And so, like, I, it's wild to me. Like, I, there's no way that they got enough subscribers. Right? I know a lot of people watched it, but how many people paid for Netflix to watch it? I don't think anybody did. And so. it's it's one of those things I think we talk about a lot, and people always talk about how, like, now with businesses, they have to grow. They have to, but, like, you get to a point where everybody subscribes. So what do you do next year? If everybody subscribes in the year 2022 on Earth, who could possibly do it? What does 2023 bring? Like, yeah, they wh- still want growth no matter what. Yeah, so like, how do you make more money if everyone's already bought into it? Mm-hmm. You just got to start l- raising the price. That's your thing that's happened this year. Just that, like pss- Netflix has come under fire for raising their prices a lot. They are trying to cut down on being able sharing. to stream. Yeah, share your stuff. Um, they lost like some significant, like one quarter. They lost like two million subscribers. Yeah, or something. some crazy number. Some, some pretty significant. So it's yeah, it's it's wild. Um, we'll uh, we'll just hold on and see. I guess. I mean. Can't complain too much that, like, I mean, we still have most of them. I think between me and my whole family, and that's kind of the, the new version of it, is, like, you, you get, like, a whole family worth of people who will all pay for, like, one or two a piece. Like, mm. I pay for our Disney+. Plus. My sister has um one of them, Paramount, I think. You know, we got Hulu. We have Netflix and Peacock all between various people in my family. And, like, I guess that's cool, but, like, it's annoying. Yeah. And there's even still, there is some that I still have yet to do. Like, what's it called? Apple's the big one, I think. Oh, yeah. There's... I think there is good stuff on there that I would enjoy. I've heard that um, some of all, no, what is it? For All Mankind, um, I think is really good. There, Like I said, there is some movies on there I'd like to watch, but I just haven't been pulled the trigger yet because I'm just like, another thing. I don't want to do another one. That one seems even more, because it's, it's just like Apple. It's just Apple. It's like, I already have this goddamn phone. You can't let me watch the show with you assholes. Yeah. They do that. They let you watch the first episode of anything on for free. Oh, that's all. So they'd be like, well, you want to watch some more? But just watch the first episode of everything. I might do that. I might go on and peruse some of those to really see if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was one of the big big things that stood out to me this year. Um, woke criticism. So this is another one that has been kind of going on for a long, long time. Yeah, and we've talked, and we've met, we've talked about but, it, and then we've talked about how we've talked about it. I feel like it really has reached a fever pitch this year. Maybe I think so. I get it. Maybe it's just us and, and being more plugged in and looking into this stuff more because of this show and, and things. But I think it has reached a fever pitch with some of these properties that we discuss. Like we said, She Hulk, Rings Obi-Wan. of Power, was it Obi Wan? Obi Wan, where it's just like. It's just some absolutely unhinged take of just regardless of anything else. Gone. She's like, well, 
you know, X, Y, or Z minority appears, which means it must just be bad and woke agenda. And, yeah. shit. and it's like, again, it's been happening for years, but I feel like it's really gotten worse now. And I, I really do think it's fair to say that even though we're in the year, you know, current year. 2023 I mean, now. We should be ostensibly, this should be the most progress ever, right? Like you, more or less. I mean, it's not always linear like that, but mm. mostly we should be in a better place than we were socially, right? Mm, before. Like, 20, 30 years ago. It's weird that there is movies that came out 20, 30 years ago that now, if you put them out, there would undeniably be like hordes of these dudes who would just Tear not let it go in terms yeah. of this stuff. Like, you realize Alien? Alien, your, you know, Terminator, stuff like that, which like no one really bad enough at the time in our classics of their genre that now the only thing, not the only thing, of course, you'd have reasonable people who would enjoy them and stuff, but there would be a very not vocal, yeah, a very vocal portion of people who are just like, why is a woman though? Why is it, why didn't John Connor win? Yeah. Why didn't why didn't Kyle Reese win at the end? Why did Sarah Connor go? She's a woman. Like unironically. Like yeah. I, I feel like sometimes obviously it's like a troll show, trying to bait because it's just you and I. Mm. So we don't have to entertain other actual real people's opinions. We just can make a little straw man here. I love the little straw man. They all line up. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I, I don't know. From what I've seen, there is definitely people out there like that who just really. That's the only lens they can see anything through. Yeah, and and like we we talked about this in the beginning of the episode with the Batman, people like only focus on the parts that they want. Like, oh, Batman's edgy. It's like, well, no, you got to watch the whole fucking movie. And it's a thing we've definitely talked about. It's just like you're not watching this. You're not actually consuming it. You're just you have an opinion, and you just look. You like I don't know, zone out for an hour. So like the bar finishes on your Netflix tab and it goes away from you're currently watching, and then you type an opinion on Twitter. It's insane. It really is. Like this is the only. People are so hyper-focused on this stuff sometimes. It really is the only thing they can end, exit, like, with. Mm. Like, I, I told you before that we started, but I was reading, I saw someone, it's just a, whatever, it's a stupid thing on Twitter, but still, it's just kind of endemic of this all. It's like, someone was like, yeah, I played Fallen Order, and, like, one of the things that stood out to them was that there was a um a black woman Jedi character in that who was, like, you know, quote-unquote, forced for diversity or whatever, and I'm like, but why? Like, how could you play the whole game? And that really actually stood out to yeah. you. What what would make you think that? Other than you have this preconceived notion and that's the lens that you view yeah. the entire world through. Get your own agenda. Is that any time there is any minority of any kind, it must be because of some Woke world agenda. power agenda thing instead of just like, I, I don't know, maybe people who aren't white men exist. Yeah, and have... And can't just be in things. It's wild. It's so weird. Like, it's come... And I feel like it has gotten even worse this year because I don't, I don't feel like we used to have to do this as much. Yeah. I mean, we've only... But I, we've only been doing the show for a couple of years. But you and I, I feel like we didn't talk about this as much. Mm. I don't. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some kind of like paragon of of like social justice, right? Uh, but even I, just it's like it's too crazy this year to ignore. Mm. Like, yeah, it's like Jesus Christ, and you just don't like. I don't. It's it's a point. Where you're just like God, just stop. Like why? Like what makes you feel like you have to do this? Like, I never thought of myself as like yeah, being like a big proponent of this or like being super passionate about this stuff but mm. just again it's it's impossible to ignore this year with some of this, these things and it's the it's the you know circles we like to inhabit right like i would like to just talk about this stuff because i'm interested in it yeah. but the fact that you can't go onto the internet anywhere which is where this stuff happens now right if i want to talk and read about people's you know opinions thoughts and, and opinions about star wars and marvel and stuff i'm going to go on the internet about it the fact that you cannot avoid it yeah. is really what stands out it's like so now yeah i feel like well no i have to I do want to talk about this because it is so And you get a pervasive. certain stigma. Exactly. Yeah, like all the, like, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel. Again, there was like, just just the worst takes you've ever seen. So that was one of them that stood out to me. And then, what, are they, what else? Like? Oh, the bubble burst. So this is in regards to uh, superhero stuff and perhaps Marvel in particular. Yes. So it's a thing we've talked about several times throughout the, the 
past couple of years here in terms of the Marvel stuff and like, does, does everyone done with it? Does anyone care? What's the deal? And like, yeah. um, even Jeff, when he was on, he kind of shared his take on it, yeah, right? Yeah. As someone who's a little bit less invested than you and less I Less in the plugged in as we are because then he doesn't have a show. He had like a take on and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's undeniable that like, I don't think they've had been as impactful this year. Um, they certainly haven't made quite as much money as some of the ones in years past. Although Black Panther is doing great. Yeah. Um, and then like, yeah, there's there does seem to be some kind of palpable like shift away yeah slightly at least slightly so yeah and I, i've heard always i've heard a couple things recently that like oh there's a lot of internal thing like all right all things that aren't already in production like stopping them like 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 pre-production stuff like for phase five and six like slowing down bit of a refocus yeah refocusing like qu- quality over quantity which is like yeah probably should have been that's why when I said like, did we need a Miss Marvel show? It's that's like we'd like Miss Marvel, and you know it's good to have these kind of representation pieces and all that. But from a pure standpoint of like, did we need this? Like, you know what I mean? Could we have just had like? Well, yeah, we've seen stuff this year about like Kevin Feige in particular, who is still at this stage like spearheading all of this. Mm-hmm. He's getting spread too thin, and obviously there's that needs to be addressed in some form or fashion. Whether it's less projects or you need to get someone else involved who you can. Trust. trust to do this shit who isn't just this one man mm-hmm. um whichever version of that is like, yeah there's it does seem that like they just keep ramping up the quantity of stuff and um yeah maybe not in the quality is probably hurting it's crazy i saw a diagram that like phase four it you wouldn't think of it, it or maybe i i didn't at least until i saw it but it was like if you compare the runtime just total like amount of content for yeah. phase four compared to the other ones it dwarfs it massively which really? you wouldn't think of but it's because of all the shows right because it's eight hours per all the show yeah all the shows are in there and they're all like yeah three or four show lengths long and they so that as a result they're, yeah they're like dwarfing phase two and three and stuff and it's it's interesting to see but then also if you throw in the, the dc stuff of like black adam <clears throat> um if, if we you know Expand it out to more so just like the superhero bubble, which is what people have been saying for like more years than a decade now, I feel like. Um, but you look in the DC side of things, like it's this is like the 10th anniversary of the DCEU and they're basically restarting without ever having got off the ground, basically. Yeah, they, right. The DCEU never really found its footing and now they're scrapping it all and starting again. That's endemic of something. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah. And I think some people have like weird takes about it with like, obviously with like the weird tribalism that you get with dc and marvel fans it's like yeah the marvel movies aren't doing so so this means dc's on the up it's like hey buddy i don't think you're actually seeing the forest for the trees here if the marvel stuff isn't doing well this stuff is not going to do any better like people aren't going to stop watching iron man fly around to watch black adam fly around like that's just not what's going to happen at all and i yeah i still think this bubble is i just don't want to burst because i like all this stuff but i think there's definitely uh it's crammed like and like we said, like Miss Marvel was shouldn't when you have like even then you have the other Marvel stuff, right? Like this all this Sony stuff they're still trying to do that, uh, like like your Venom two and your Morbius, which are just bad and kind of crowding it even more. And now you have people who are like like they watch that and then they're like, oh, it kind of sours them on the rest of the stuff. Yeah, because they because they're like, well, that's Marvel too, right? Yeah, and it's just but even for us, I think. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm we're only human. Like seeing that, and you're like. That's a Marvel thing I had to go see this year. I mean, we didn't have to, but you get what I mean. Yeah. It's just like seeing it, you're like, yeah, that kind of wanes my enthusiasm for a lot of this stuff almost. Because I like to play ball. And then just seeing Black Adam and seeing like Morbius, you should be like, these are so nothing. These are so just kind of mediocre that it just kind of drags the rest of it down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's worth no. But I mean, not to say there's still not gems because there are, but uh, there's a lot of it. I think, yeah, maybe 
it needs to be focused. But I, I think also the bubble bursting, I don't think it will be so dramatic as like everything will crash. I don't think so. I think if anything, these are just going to kind of find level. And yeah, maybe the MCU will not continue to be this juggernaut, the absolute most overwhelming, you know, the top three movies every year are all Marvel movies kind of thing. Like, I think maybe it'll just kind of find a more reasonable level of like, they still do really well. It's still successful. I don't see a future very soon at any rate here, right? Where it's just like, oh yeah, uh, the Marvel movies tank and they, they, they're going to stop. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Right? Um, but there is maybe going to be like a bit of like, yeah, no, they aren't as ubiquitous as they once were. Yeah. I, but I, you know, I, I think that is true. And I think, but I, you know, like, they still got a lot of characters to use still. Like oh, they, of course. I mean, they literally don't even have the X-Men yet. And with Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, the Daredevil show, like, they, they've got enough in their back pocket. And at least it seems like they're back to, like, keep it fresh. Like, we've talked about Werewolf by Night. They're doing the presentations. Like, there's, say, Kevin Feige may be spreading it, but some, there are people in there who can see the writing on the wall being like, all right, we've done these movies. They're kind of all the same because that's what superheroes are. We'll just do them differently. We'll try new things. You might not like Thor Love and Thunder, but I mean, he tr- he tried. Sure. They made him cut it to pieces, but you know. Well, I think part of it could just be as well that like there's just an element of time here. Is that it's been going for 12 years and it longer it goes on, the harder it is for new people to average, jump in. It's harder for new people to jump in. It's harder for your average person to keep up. Like my dad, for example, right? Um, he considered himself a fan of them at one point. At one point, he was seeing most of the movies in theaters, but it's just gotten to a point where my dad is like sneakily probably like 12 movies behind now or something absurd, right? Yeah. Maybe not that may be what I mean, right? I doubt he, I don't think he's seen any of the phase four stuff kind of thing. Like he's not seen anything since Endgame kind of deal. And he probably doesn't intend to anytime soon. Like, and I think that applies to a, you know, I think that's a, sort of representative of a whole sort of group of fans who are like yeah. just unwilling to keep up with it the longer it goes on. That's not to say there aren't the fans like us who are just, well, we're going to keep watching. And so that might just be their core group who continues supporting this stuff. And it's just, they can't expect to have quite as widespread of an audience yeah. where everyone in the world goes to see Avengers Endgame again. And even then, I think, like, people, I don't remember people who had never watched any of the Marvel movies would watch Infinity War and they'd be like, I don't even know what's happening. And it's like, even then, they're at the point where, like, well, if you're, if you're not on board, you're never going to be on board. Like, if you, you know what's up or you don't, like, it's not really our problem anymore. And, you know, say what you about that. Yeah, we talked about it before. There's been some times where I've been, I've tried to like do the math of like how few of them could you get by with and realistically appreciate like Infinity War Endgame. And every time I just it blows out beyond. Yeah. Because I'll start with like maybe you could just do the Avengers movie, maybe you know. But then I'm like, well, you need Civil War. Civil War is basically an Avengers movie. And yeah, like, don't you kind of need Captain Ragnarok America. to understand Infinity War though? And then you're like, wait a minute, don't you kind of need Guardians one and two to understand the Guardians role in Infinity War? And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and I just keep you, need, you need Thor one and two to understand Ragnarok and yeah, Captain yeah. America one and two and Iron Man. To... And so now we're just watching them all. So I'm, yeah. I'm not a good judge of that, but I do think there is reason. I think it's just that's our nature, obviously, that we want to watch them all. We are into them, and I would want to see all that. But there's definitely some people I think probably most people would watch it and they'd be like, I get the gist. I don't really care that much. Yeah. Like, Oh, is there a couple details that I don't understand or get? I don't care. Yeah. I couldn't care even a little bit. Um, and then the last one I had there again was, uh, 2022, the year of cinema is back. Cinema is back maybe. So, you know, the past two years obviously have been a bit of a struggle for obvious reasons. Mm. And, uh, 2022 is kind of one of the big years of it. And they'd be your back. Right. But so 2022, right. Um, as, uh, as have been evidenced by this whole episode here, a lot of stuff came out, right? Oh yeah. And, uh, I think that's a lot of catch up to an extent because we have some movies that we saw this year that were pushed back from years like and years. 2020, 
2020. Yeah. Right. Like two. Like we're initially supposed to come. Like Top Gun Maverick was initially supposed to be about fall of 2020. It was pushed back like over a year and a half. So we have a lot of catch up. We have a lot of like Avatar is the same kind of way. We have a lot of big ones here who are like finally coming out because the studios feel comfortable again doing movies again. And so mm. we got a lot of big winners this year, like Top Gun Maverick, Avatar 2, Wakanda Forever. Like these are all big movies that are like making big money that movies haven't really been making since before the pandemic. So yeah. it's just kind of a, that's the probably the most lighthearted, like positive <laughs> slant of this year. It's like, look at it's all back. Movies are doing yeah, big we're, again. We're back in, back in the swing of things. If I were to pick one that 22 would be the year of, I think it'd have to be, Mm, that's a t- they're all pretty i think the streamers the streamers is a good one because I, it's starting to show it i think there's the most cracks. sort of for that right i mean yeah. like i said a, pretty much every single streaming service this year had some kind of like news like big news thing i mean i, I say big in terms of us the people who care about this entertainment yeah. kind of stuff they've all had like th- weird little things going on. like disney plus we didn't even mention but like with their switching ceos disney did which we we did briefly talk about on the show yeah we? we did um some part of that seems to be about Disney Plus because Bob Chaka was like, we need to put all our eggs in that basket. And now Bogger's like, slowly roll, man. Like, it's it's just part of the whole thing. Like, he was he was seemingly sacrificing the parks at the altar of Disney Plus. Oh, and it's Jesus. like, that's lunacy, right? That's like, the parks of the whole thing. That's kind of the whole thing. So, yeah, they all have, like, weird cracks showing up here. Of like, what is this? Is this all a, is this just a big fucking tower of cards here? Like. Yeah. A house of cards. Big Ouroboros is eating its own tail. I think it's just a big house of cards, Jack, and it's just all going to blow over, or it's just going to, they're all going to mask off and be like, now you have to have ads. There's ads everywhere. Because that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, it's all about the advertisements. That's what everything's always about is just selling ads. So I don't know. I think it's a good one, Jack. If I say so myself, I think my. Your idea was a good one? Idea was a pretty good one there, too, yeah. Um, I think woke criticism definitely, again, worked noble. It just feels so. So nasty. It really <laughs> so is. So much of this so shit is sinister. Year. It was so upsetting and just, yeah, like just cruel and unhappy. So many of the things that you want to talk about and be excited about. And like I said, I just go there and it's just endless shit of that. So I really dislike that. I, I do think streamers is really notable and it probably, yeah, will go on to shape the landscape of all this stuff. We talk about movies and TV shows and stuff for the coming years here. I think that's going to prove to be significant. Mm. Um, so yeah. Like I like them all, though. <laughs> I did a pretty good job if I say so myself, Jack. I think so. Thank you. I, Jack, I appreciate it. So how many we got left here? The only, the only, that was it, because we summed up the whole year. The last thing I had here was- um, Oh, looking forward. Very briefly, what we're looking forward to in 2023. So I got a little list here of um, basically one of each little property, and I think you prepared the same, right? I have. So um, first off, let's talk about movie. Big movies, right? I think the movie I'm most anticipating in 2023 um, is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Love indie. Big fan. I think I talked about, talk about the trailer, but always been a big indie fan. Yeah. Seeming, it, it seems like for most people being a Star Wars fan and an indie fan, they kind of go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. A little bit. I got that Indiana Jones box set I got over there for like my sixth Christmas or something. Like, I'm, I've been on board. I had a, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember I had a, you remember Tooth Tunes? Yes. I had a Tooth Tunes that was the Indiana Jones theme song. Oh, that's fun. Big fan. I love it. So I got a lot of nostalgia for Indy. I'm very excited to see where that goes. Even though I had, like, we talked about the trailer. It's interesting. I got some, you know, reservations, maybe. I'm not falling, throwing my full weight behind of, like, we're going gonna to see where it goes. I'm not, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, put all my eggs in that basket. But I am very excited for it, and that's going to get my pick for sure. All right. My pick would probably be Guardians 3. Now, it was tough. It was a tough pick. There's a lot of movies coming out that I want to see. Oppenheimer, Barbie, Ant Man, all these kind of shows. Shows movies. <coughs> Good God. Oppenheimer will be wild. 
It's same day as Barbie. It'll, those are both really interesting uh, ones. Also, I'm July. Cool. I'm super excited to see. It's one week after the other. It's all movies we're going to want to see. All set up for us. Love it. Love it. Uh, I picked Guardians 3 uh, because I really like the Guardians movies. Uh, they're always really good. James, it's the last one of James Gunn. The trailer seems like it's going to go fucking crazy. Uh, we're going to so get some deaths. We're going to get some serious deaths. And it's main Guardians characters. It's going to be... I think it's it's like James Gunn's kind of send off from the MCU, and a lot of these characters send off. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna be something to look forward to. I think it's really gonna maybe set people back on the MCU because it's like it's not a new property. Which we didn't talk about it, but that's what I think. A lot of this thing is like just new properties. People are like, ah, do I really care about Shang Chi? But mm-hmm. if it's Guardians three, people already like Chris Pratt and get everyone yeah, back on board. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so with movies, okay, with the TV shows was next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying my favorite TV show. I suspect we'll have the same one here. Yeah, uh, it's Mando Season 3. Yeah. Absolutely. Coming out very quickly. The Mandalorian Season 3, baby. Very excited. Again, there's also some really good shows, although I don't think it'll be quite as dense. Again, we're not getting Westworld or House of Dragon or Euphoria or shit like that. So. Yeah. Um, we are getting... Bad Batch? The Bad Batch. It's this week. Starts this week. Um, the Last of Us starts in a couple weeks. End of Willow, excited. technically. Willow ends up, yeah. Um, there's a couple, what is it? couple of the Star Wars shows, Ahsoka's this year, right? Yeah. Is there anything else? I don't think the Acolytes till next year. So there might only be a couple live action Star Wars shows this year. Mm-hmm. It might just be Man and Ahsoka. Oh no, he's um, oh what the fuck's it called? The one with uh, what's his name? <laughs> the one with the kids. The one. Oh, Skeleton Crew. Skeleton with Crew. Jude Law. Jude Law, thank you. I think that's this year actually, so. Is it? Uh, yeah. I don't know, we'll see. Um, But yes, the Man of Season 3 is my, my, even though we love we did love Andor, and there was some discourse going around by Andor, like, uh, Mando Season 3 is really going to have its work cut out to match Andor. And I think in some ways it will. Like, I, no offense, Dave Filoni or Andor, uh, John Favreau, I don't think the Mandalorian Season 3 is going to have the same kind of, like, weight. narrative themes. Yeah, the weight to its narrative and stuff. But that's all right, because it's going to yeah. have a lot of fun. It's gonna. Regardless. We're going to be on Mandalore. We're going to go to the Mandalore. mines of Mandalore. We're going to see it. We're going to see it all. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to use a dark saber. I'm going to have a great time. He's going to find the waters beneath the mines or whatever the fuck and he has to do. Cleanse his body and take become, a bath. And he's going to become Mandalore and wield the dark saber and be... Fight Darth Maul, maybe? Darth Maul's dead, so... I mean, like, I mean Star Wars. Thrawn might be in it. Who knows? Sabine will probably be in it. Hera, everyone who's ever been in Rebels might. It's going to be a great time. So I'm never watch Rebels. You're going to watch Rebels. <laughs> let's, let's get that straight right here, buddy. Um, they're going to do like a... Uh, he's got that ship now. Oh, yeah, it's good. Dan one, that'll be sick. There's new Lego sets coming out for it. I did, I, Jack, I did briefly think about doing a list this year of the best Lego sets, but I thought that would frustrate you. That would frustrate me a lot because I would just be me sitting here ranting about Lego. Lego. And this episode completely would be five hours long, indeed. So, um, all right, I've put down most anticipated anticipated video game as well for me. It's Jedi Survivor. That's probably should be obvious too to long time listeners, but I'm very excited for that. I love the last one. It's going to be great, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, mine is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the new the sequel to Breath of the Wild. You're a big nerd. You're a big Nintendo um, shill, and I hate you. I am. I didn't even play the last one. Did I you? didn't. and I Because you don't like weapons breaking? I think I don't like that. But what do you think is going to happen in this one, big guy? <sighs> if the weapons break, I won't play it. And that's and you can take it to the fucking bank. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Can I'm, I hold it to that? Yeah, you can hold me to that. All right. I won't do it. Incredible. I hope those weapons don't break. I really <laughs> want to play this. Because I don't like that. But, okay, but why Why would you think they're going to change it? <sighs> hope. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Blind. Rebellions are built on hope. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll, hope it's like I'll find thing. Shigeru Miyamoto and I'll make him. No, uh, hope I, is like the sun, Jack. If you can only, if you only believe in it when you can see it, then you'll never make it through the night. So, man, I'm not, these nights are hard. I'll <laughs> tell you what. That's why I'm always moving in the sun, baby. Uh, I think I haven't just played this game because I think 
Uh, it's got a cool new layout. There's a lot of floating sky islands. I think yeah, that's I'm, a I'm cool sure concept. I'm sure it'll be great, man. Ground things. According to everyone and their mom, perfect Breath of the game. Wild is the most perfect game to have ever been crafted by mortal hands. So I'm sure it'll be for great. And IGN's going to cream themselves over it or whatever. So. They always do. I just, I, I don't like, I really, I'm starting to really dislike Nintendo and some of my practices. I, yeah. We talked about it before various things but my biggest thing is that like i feel like they get away with too much it's not necessarily that they're that much worse than any of the other ones because they're they're giving a lot of pass but they're giving a pass for some reason and i don't think that's fair because they made pokemon because they make pokemon and everyone spends a billion dollars on pokemon even though they all hate pokemon why what are we doing here i forgot legends of my legends arceus came out this year too i didn't play it i I did play i got for christmas and planet oh did you yeah did you get the new pokemon as well no that game that's a piece of shit (laughs) they said arceus was a piece of shit too though i think this one's better Aren't they all kind of shit? Oh, well, Every year, all I hear yeah. about is how much everyone hates the new Pokemon game, and it's a, but it's still a bunch of thirty-year-olds who are still playing it voraciously. So I, I don't. I, what am I supposed? What am I meant to think, Shay? Well, I think Pokemon Legends are is because they try to do something different. Because it's like open world. And you, you Every can, time they do a new Pokemon game, and everyone's like, I hate it so much that I only stayed up for forty-two hours straight when it came out to play it. Like so, like that's an ironic. That's a thing that happens often. Oh yeah, they stay up to play it through in one sitting. What's going on? I don't know. I hate it. Arceus is the only game I've played in a while. So good on you. So that, Do you have anything else? I had, one, I had the one last thing. Oh, you the book thing. And this applies to the both of us, I believe, Jack. Absolutely. Um, so anyone remembers, we talked about in March, um, the Year of the Sanderson um, Kickstarter thing that uh, Brandon Sanderson, a fantasy author, did, where he is releasing four books this year. Um, he wrote in secret. That he wrote in secret, without telling his fans. Um, in addition to the normal output that he was already planning on doing to, to keep up with his other his various series and things. He just sneakily wrote four additional books during the quarantine for because fun. he had so much free time and he loves writing so very much. Um, and uh, as a result, of that, he did a Kickstarter where he could self-publish that himself with, with crowdfunding. And uh, every quarter, basically, because there's four four of them, um, he sent them out. And then he also, to supplement that, did uh, they came up with eight like loot box type things mm-hmm. that will uh, be shipped out the other eight months of the year. Um, and you and I both backed it on various levels because um, we, we like his work and we're excited. So yeah, it's going to be a good time. I mean, that's four books for us to read. People know we're pretty big readers, so that's exciting. And mm-hmm. I, I backed it all the way, so I get all the fun goodies. So I'll be able to show those off to Jack every month and rub it in. Can't wait. And I, I'll, I'll treat them like trash. So <laughs> yeah, that's Jack, what they are. You probably won't care. but uh, Not even a little I bit. I think there's a couple things that you'll be like, oh, that's kind of neat. Maybe, I probably will. There's probably Maybe they'll give like, Kellen's spear. They'll give you a whole ass spear and they'll be like, oh, that's pretty neat. I like a spear. <laughs> yeah, they might send me a deadly weapon. Yeah, in the mail for you, sir. I'm going to get clothes, like t shirts and stuff. You love t shirts. I love so. a good t shirt. I'm a t shirt man. You're a t shirt man, so that'll be cool. I just got the hardcovers. I wasn't interested. I just got the hardcover books. Mm-hmm. I just read them on PDF. Of course you did. You're a coward. Hey, I like those. I like physical media. Mm-hmm. I like holding it in my hand. That's right. So, yeah, is that is that about it? Does that wrap us up our review of 2022? Yeah. I think that's 2022 in the bank, baby. Uh, well, you know. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening all year long. Um, we appreciate it if you've been sticking around. Sticking around. Uh, you know, in the next six months from now, we're going to do, it'll be our two-year anniversary. Maybe we'll do something for that. Maybe. I don't know what we'll and do. Many more, and many more. Hopefully. Uh, yes. Yeah, Here's to 52 more episodes. years of podcast. <laughs> for one for every week. That's right. Yes, thanks so much for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us on uh, anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, Spotify, whatever, you know the ones. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Akatech Jazz, on Gmail at Akatech Jazz at gmail.com, on Instagram at The Akatech Podcast. Uh, follow and whenever whenever I post about the episodes, put them on your stories, really spread the word if you can, especially on Twitter, retweet, do all that good stuff. Um, email us if you want us to watch a certain movie, read a certain book, 
uh, do something that that you think it's kind of niche in 2023, and we'll put it on the list for uh, next January or next end of December, beginning of January. Our logo was my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him him on inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. Our intro was done by friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can find him on Spotify and SoundCloud for his album and singles. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, both of the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.